Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, October the 25th, 2018, all day. Welcome back. It's another Technical Alpha podcast uh, and another not particularly crazy week no. in gaming news. It's been slow. Uh, it's been a bit slow. There's not, there wasn't, there was almost nothing last week, and this week isn't exactly a heck of a lot crazier. But as always, we are going to take very little and stretch it into uh, a podcast and hopefully make it relatively entertaining for you folks. Full disclosure, excuse me, full disclosure, end of the, or, or, or during the, the movies and TV segment, Mr. Black and I will be discussing, spoilers and all, The Haunting of Hill House. If you do not want to be spoiled, you're going to want to avoid uh, that segment. Maybe don't skip so aggressively ahead on YouTube uh, or whatever. We'll obviously say when we are ready to, to start that segment. Yeah, but and but usually on YouTube, uh, eventually somebody will uh, one will of the boys one of the boys will gets that going. Yeah, so we'll talk about that when the time comes. So in the movie segment, we'll probably talk quite a bit about um, yes, the haunting of the Hill haunting House. of Hill House. And yes, it's a bit later than uh, our new usual, which we haven't found a, a starting point for. But just a whole whack of roller coasters happened today, and we we just got off the roller coaster, and now here we are. So, Mr. Black, yeah, excluding the roller coaster, how has your last week been? It hasn't been too bad. Um, getting a lot of stuff done on the book, which is good. Mm. Um, I think last week I said that I finished writing the book. Yes. Um, I also finished doing my own edit, which was interesting. Uh, it took me took me a little while actually. I was it, it took me like three days to kind of read everything and then change. Parts that I was like, wait, did I write that? <laughs> it takes it takes um, some time. Yeah, and then you know, fixing some errors that I saw, um, and then uh, I hired a professional editor, and he's editing it. God rest his soul. Yeah, you know what? It, it's um, I got some good. I've already he already edited um, the first two chapters. Okay. Um, and basically he did. It was like. First, he did like the first ten pages, and we went over it because he wanted to kind of show me. He did a, a sample edit first to make sure that I got a couple sample edits from a few different people. Yeah, of course. And yeah. this guy, like, he was the best that I saw, mm-hmm. and he understands the gaming world too. So okay. he was familiar to a degree, which always helps to even for even, like lingo and and, yeah. and things like that. Like he he got it right, so like yeah. he wasn't asking me like you know what's Fortnite, right? He kind of already yeah, knew yeah, exactly yeah. what Fortnite was. Um. So anyway, yeah, he did the first chapter. I went over. It's really cool how how it works. There's like a word document, like a like a Google Drive, or I don't know if it's Google Drive or yeah, I think it's Google Drive. Where you like like we do with the technical yeah, alpha, right? He can, where I he can, can highlight and do all that. Stuff yeah, with it, it, yeah, but it's like it's such a cool program because there's like an editing mode and a suggestion mode, and I basically he puts like notes, dude. I, I'm I can't like if anybody ever writes a book, get an editor because you not only does he help structure it to make it sound yeah, like, yeah i went from from already sounding like a pretty cool book that i was proud of to like oh man this is like this is gonna be a real book now this right? sounds this sounds professional yeah now. yeah like yeah, you know yeah. he doesn't he doesn't change he doesn't like delete a bunch of stuff and then rewrite it yeah, yeah. but he'll like grammar punctuation and um also structure so like i'll say something 
towards the beginning of a chapter and then I'll re-mention it at some mm. point or like uh, repeat myself in some ways and he'll he picks up on everything and then he'll be like okay so you might want to restructure this and um, you know you should focus a little bit more on this and we should write a little bit more with more authority and like just different things like that and then next thing you know it as we're going through the motions it's like completely it's the same but it's different of course, um, yeah. and it's it's cool. Um, so I'm enjoying that, and uh, he's going to have all that edited by the end of the month. Awesome. Um, and then obviously I'll go through it, and then that'll be like the first edit, and then uh, we'll do a proofread, and then uh, we'll do any changes and stuff like that. And then um, he's also doing structural stuff too. So it's really cool to see the different paragraphs and jot notes, and uh, it's just starting to look like a fucking almost lo- like a yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Like it comes together a lot more, a lot differently. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that uh, pr- pretty much all week, just that and streaming. You know, mm-hmm. I hit Grandmasters uh, three times now. Um, okay. I hit Grandmasters, and then I didn't play for a day, and then I got oh, dropped. Oh, right, you get dropped. Because it, I yeah. was at the bottom of Grandmasters, yeah, yeah. and now Blizzard, like, re uh, like every 24 hours, they there's a contender series now. I, I didn't know about this, but basically when you're grinding up and you get to the top of Masters towards the bottom of GM for your MMR, yeah, yeah. you can't just, before you could just grind, 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 and eventually get in. Well, now every 24 hours, they... They basically switch the contenders with the low GMs. So if a contender has a higher MMR than a low GM, the GM loses his spot and the new contender goes and takes over. Okay. And they do that every 24 hours. So if you get to a high enough MMR, just don't play anymore. And then at the end of the 24 hours, you'll automatically be promoted. It doesn't sort of happen. Like you don't win a game and get promoted like before. Now you got to just work your way up. And then you you basically take take the spot of they somebody. They probably else. should have had this system a long time ago from the beginning. Yeah, it's a really cool system, and yeah. I like that. So anyway, I didn't play for a day, um, and I lost the spot because the contenders were starting to move up. And then um, yeah, and then I took a few days off, and then I went back and grinded and got GM again, and um, yeah, and then got GM again. But now my <laughs> now my MMR is pretty high in there, so every twenty four hours I'm not losing it anymore. Right, I'm, just, yeah. I'm high enough now that as long as I don't really drop like another fifty points, it's I'll somebody just stay else's MMR. problem. Somebody else's problem. Right. So anyway, I learned about that. I didn't know. So anyway, yeah, that's just been my week, just book and streaming. Um, uh, been watching a lot of TV lately. I'm, I'm, mm. I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Kay, it's so weird. Now, Kayla is home. She doesn't work anymore. Course, she hasn't yeah. been working now for probably the better half of going on two months. Right. And it's nice having her around because I get a home cooked meal, except for tonight when the potatoes weren't fully cooked. Don't uh, say that on live. No, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a valiant effort. It was, I'm blaming, I'm blaming the recipe. It was, it was the recipe. The, the recipe, recipe was yes. garbage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's great having Kale home because I always have home cooked meals. Mm. But then you know I finish working or doing some voice stuff, and then I go upstairs, and she's been upstairs by herself all day, like or with the dog, or she'll go for a walk or whatever, mm. and then she just wants to like hang out. So we just and which is great, but but. We've of just course. been watching so much TV. Like, you know, well, I mean, what you know, else before, are you going to do in the night? I know. Like, really? Like, before, just... before, you know, she'd be working, yeah, and then yeah, I'd, yeah. like, go to bed or whatever, and then the nights that we had off together, we'd go to a movie or we'd watch yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of TV, but every night, she's always off. So, I'm like, okay, what else are we going to do? We'll watch movies, watch Netflix. So, we've been watching a lot of TV. Crushing the TV and Netflix. A lot of Netflix and chilling. Why not? Why not? That's, so. what, that's, what, that's what I've been doing for the last Lord knows how long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, although we're getting to the point now where Netflix is getting thin, uh, it, it we, is were, getting thin. we were watching Riverdale last <laughs> night 
because uh, we had watched it leading up to this point. And the show's done some pretty weird things to begin with. Mm. But the last two episodes have kind of been like, I've been sitting back going, did the writers forget that these are teenagers? <laughs> or do they just low-key like pedophile type shit? Like, I mm. don't, like, it's it's kind of there. Because it's on the Archie comics, right? Mm-hmm. Is what that whole thing is about. And so these are these are like juniors in high school at best, which would make them, what, 17 years old, 16 and 17 years old. Yep. So, and they're doing some pretty adult shit and like the level of, the level of hypersexual shit that they do is so weird. It's kind of awkward. Getting it in. Because you know the actors are like 27 years old. Yeah, so they're like whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. But like if you, every now and then you stop and you think about, because the, the show's kind of intentionally campy. Because it's Archie comics, so like I mean the com- comics were it was a, yeah. you know campy, but uh, but it pulls you out and you go wait every now and then you go wait a minute the fuck am I watching? like if you think about it you're like these are children yeah. <laughs> stop the madness what are you guys doing anyway anyway so yeah this this week for me uh, I didn't have a book to be edited so I just basically. Over the weekend, Dad and I went down to the homestead to winterize the house because it's the first time possibly since that house has been built, which would be about 170 years. This would be the first time uh, in in the house's history that it's been empty for the winter. Mm. So we had to, because my grandmother's in a home now, so we had to go down. You had to prep the house. And prep the house for the wintertime. You could drain all the pipes, make all that magic happen. And of course, since the house is as old as it is, draining the pipes and doing all that isn't exactly like as straightforward as it would be in a new build. Like, new construction, the plumbing is usually relatively straightforward, uh, and you know what's going through walls and where. We can see a lot of what my grandfather did when he updated the plumbing at some point in, like, the 50s or 60s. We ran copper and some some plastic pipe, but you don't know what the fuck is behind those walls. You'd have to, like, listen to the walls. You'd have to, like, start knocking out walls, and there'd just be asbestos and shit. You don't want to do that stuff. So... So we, we did our best. We, we emptied everything. And of course, the, we had the plumbing issue in September, which won't be fixed until spring. So we had no, even the night we were there, we had no way of getting rid of toilet water or sink water. So everything Great. was in a bucket. So you're shitting in a bucket and throwing it in the woods. Great. It was like, it was like camping, but in a house. In a house. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was an interesting time. It was cold. You're like one of those hipsters that makes those small houses and then they have like a little shit a uh, little shit spot outside. Yeah, except we weren't growing like our own microgreens yeah. with our shit. Yeah, yeah, that we we didn't go that far. We didn't go that far. So we did that, and uh, and then got back, and it was Gab's birthday weekend, so we did birthday stuff. Excuse me, and that's been basically it. The last couple of days, it's just been back to normal work, do stuff around the the house and the the streaming stuff and the and the whatever. It's nothing exciting. Played some more. Um, I'm playing more Black Ops because uh, I've just been in a multiplayer game mood. I get in these ruts where I just want to play a multiplayer game. I don't want to do anything else. I always want to play multiplayer uh, games. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in the midst of doing like three different games that I was going to do reviews for, but that was when I also was working on the website. But when we started merging all this technical alpha stuff and whatnot, and I had to put the website on hold, I was like, I don't want to do any game review shit right now. So I've just been in the midst of playing some COD. Playing COD, which is, you know, has its ups and downs. Yeah, it's not bad. I've been playing a little bit of it. I like squads, so four-man, because Mm four-man solves a lot of the problems that game has, or what I perceive as problems for the game. Uh, Mostly stuff like 
Um, mid-range combat is garbage, but when you have four people shooting at somebody from mid-range, it's not bad. It makes it viable yeah. because instead of getting peppered by one or two, you know, to five or seven bullets and only taking like three damage, now you're getting hit by like twenty-one bullets. Yeah, and you actually and you start die. to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it solves a lot of those problems, and it's funny because when you play squads, and if you ever have an opportunity to play squads, you know, you and I will play. Or you get some community members play. What you'll notice is is that you quickly realize that most of the people are playing that are playing solos or duos are mostly Call of Duty centric folks. Mm-hmm. You get into the squads and it really starts to show uh who hasn't played very many battle royales before mm. because how they how they uh rotate on circle changes, how they engage in combat, especially how they engage in combat. It's like the people that play Call of Duty have no idea how to handle long-range <laughs> combat. So you'll get people just potato fucking aiming all over the place, or they don't know how to properly use cover because they're just used to, like, you know, to running like canyons and just getting out of like every fucking gunfight. So I was in a fight. If you get a sniper rifle in this game, you are a fucking god because yeah. it's like a two-shotter it's pow, just pow. pow pow gone and it's not like PUBG or other games we have to actually lead shots really well yeah you can peg somebody yeah, you pretty aim and easily shoot. yeah and it's game over i was hitting a dude with like a bolt action fucking sniper rifle from half a mile away with his head poking out this much and just ripping him and i'm not even that good of a shot like if, uh, like you it's just PUBG has trained me to have to be better and now i'm playing call of duty mm. and so if i have to do a single shot rifle mm. i'm hitting my first like few shots but if you ask me to hold down the trigger and do it like cod wants me to no garbage trash i've i've been in more close range combat with a sh- automatic shotgun where i've just been like fucking <laughs> fucking firing everywhere and the dude could just stand still and i wouldn't be hitting shit but if he gets to be about 50 to 100 feet away mm, you got him i'm good but you get inside that fifty feet, I'm a wet paper bag. So yeah, we played we played some of that. It's bad enough though in squads. We won a squad game with only three dudes. There and it's go. not like we're it's not like we're particularly good fucking yeah. players. And we didn't just run around and like not kill anyone. We had like twelve or fifteen kills. So it was like it was a it's it's a fun game. But I do suggest for most people, unless you're like a really big COD fan. If you can stick to squads because it fixes a lot I of the played, game's problems. Uh, I played a little bit of the multiplayer, like the the um, just a regular. Oh, the regular ass multiplayer. I haven't multiplayer. touched that yet. How's that been? Oh, it's a fucking spastic fucking it's shit a gong show. show. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I mean, I'm getting blown up by random ass things. I would be terrible and, in that. And like electrocution, grenades, and fucking you know RV cars and <laughs> missiles and rockets, and endless shit, endless shit. People are just flying and jumping around and fucking going crazy. It, it's it's madness, bro. I was like, you know, I'm gonna stick with the battle royale. I haven't tried the zombies yet. I want to try. It's like the you got to be on like snorting Adderall you to be able to, to, to keep up with that. You shit. have to be. It's, it's just it's just it's it's um. It reminds me of like uh, it's like playing Warframe mm, and like how it's faster. So, it, but you know how like Warframe is the the. The, the game of the pace is very fast. Like yeah, if you're yeah, like yeah. you can you you're just moving, start you're moving all the time. You're just moving at the speed of lightning yeah, yeah, yeah. and right and you're just shooting shit and everything's blown. that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. But in COD and it's and it, it's like you don't even have time at least in Warframe you don't die often, right? And this is like you just you, you run around, you do your shit, you die. You run yeah. around, you do you get one guy or you get two guys, you die. You run around and it's like it, it's like you want to keep going that like You'll click the respawn button or like the map button over and over and over just again, just waiting, in. just waiting for get the, the countdown. In. It's like three, two, one, and it's like you don't, <laughs> you don't even think, you don't You're even, just an autopilot. You the don't whole even time. think. It's just like go. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's <laughs> what it is. And it's nonstop. And it gets tiring. It gets it tiring. Is, well, it's even tiring playing the the blackout mode because the first how it goes is like the first opening three four minutes of blackout is a regular multiplayer match. Yes, everyone's really close. Yes, and it's frantic fuckery. Yes, and then as soon as you get to the mid and late game, now you're playing like PUBG or some shit, and then people get lost. If they're COD players, they're yeah. like, "Where am I?" Yeah. Ah, what do I do? I'm in an open field. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And they just, they don't know what the Find fuck to do. Find me a house to camp in. Exactly. Where can I sit in a corner? Like yeah. that, like that's kind of what happens. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny it's, in that it's regard. It's not bad. It's not bad. It, it, yeah. it serves its purpose and I'll definitely, it's definitely a game that I can, I can chuck on for a couple hours and yeah, have fun yeah. playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You I can, know, I can, I can and, sure. and the thing is, I don't rage either, which is nice. I definitely rage. Oh, well, I, I in this not game, like, maybe it's because like I don't care. Hard. Maybe it's because I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but like, I'll get killed and I'll just kind of laugh it off. I'll be like, ha you know, or be like, ah, shit, he got me. But like, in other, other, like, if I was playing Realm Royale and I was like competitive, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Well, you I'd play like, this shit. If you play Black Ops enough, you'll probably start to rage. Because eventually you get over that like probably that that zone where you're just playing casually and you're yeah. like now I want to win yeah because you start to get a little better and you get as soon as you get to a certain level of competence with a game mm. now, then you get angry when you can't you know yeah you can't Fuck somebody you know, up. can't perform yeah and somebody dumpsters you mm. or for me I don't really get angry if somebody like really dummies me it's more like the game has twenty tick rate which means it's horrible which means I'll I'll like I'll be shooting a dude and like reticles on him. And it's already bad enough that the bullets fucking... It's like every round is subsonic. It's just the slowest-ass fucking bullets in the world. And so you can strafe it like it's a clob in N64. Just dudes going... <laughs> I was Here's my best example of this. Because of the tick rate and the bullet speed and, all the, and the fact that they run like Kenyans. Mm. I was in a house with a dude in a kitchen... He was coming in through the garage door, so there's like an island there, because every house is the fucking same. He's coming through the island, uh, and he's there, and he's got a pump shotgun, and I have a 7.62 belt-fed fucking noob cannon. Just that big-ass Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator mm. 3. All right? I've got it full auto, and he comes to the door. I heard him. I waited for him to open the door. I'm ready. As soon as that door opened, a fucking micrometer. I just... <laughs> and it's just this chain gun going off. He gets in, he gets hit once, and then he just starts doing this. He started pulling the Matrix, dodging bullets. And I'm, I haven't changed where my gun is really pointing all that much. It's chest height, and the bullets, I mean, there's only about 12 feet between me and him. It's like for me to it's that like, where fucking are the computer. Going? And he's apparently, came, the Flash, mm. he is strafing in between the bullets of the fucking gun, and I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is happening? And then he just hits me twice with a shotgun, I'm dead, and I was like... Like, oh, fuck. Fuck, so it, that's the shit I rage at. I don't really care if somebody's across the map and they just dummy me with, dummy with, and me with some shit or something. Then they would be like, all right, that was impressive or whatever. It's, it is what it is. But that's the stuff that drives me nuts. But mm. yeah, I played some of that, and it was, and it was whatever. Jeff, we have a short list. I'm going to get through some of the stuff that you just don't give a fuck about. I'm just going to get that right okay. out of the way. All right. uh, just like we talked about before, the uh, Intel's 9900K. Mm -hmm. All right, now they're really starting to get the tests on. Before, it was a little bit of concern about what's going on. Now people are like, holy shit, this might be the worst fucking processor launch that Intel's had in a long time. The 9900K with a 360 mil rad liquid cooler strapped to it. Mm -hmm. That is a big-ass fucking rad. 90 degrees. Celsius, under load, that's, 90. That's hot. That's not overclock, bro. Woo. That's just stock fucking shit. That's hot. 90 degrees. That's hot. 
That's fucked up. You're going to need AC. People aim for 60. Mm. And even some people are going, ah, 60 is a little warm. 90. Mm, it's shit. insane. You could, cook, you could cook an egg on that bitch. You could cook an egg on that bitch. You could cook many on that bitch. Cook a steak. You could sear a steak on it. You could. You end up fucking. So uh, I can't remember the YouTuber I saw, but a dude delitted it. So he took the chip apart. And it, it was like, so uh, not to get too complicated, but uh, but between like, you know where you put the heat sink, the metal part of the chip at the top. Mm. And when you put the heat sink on top of it. Okay, so you take that off, and then it's the chip underneath, basically. Yes, yes. Okay, so when you delid, people were delidding Intel chips because they were using more of like a, a pasty substance to, to do the to cooling stick. between those two places. Mm-hmm. And instead of soldering it, which mm-hmm. is what AMD would, would do, and solder was a, such a better conductor that the temperatures were always lower. So what people were doing were delidding and putting their own... If you ever hear somebody say, I'm putting liquid metal on my... Pe-, that's mm-hmm. what it means. They mm-hmm. delid it... They, they literally put some, some metal and they there. soldered some shit on there. So, Intel been being bugged by the fans for fucking ever. Solder your goddamn chips. You're charging us $5 billion for this processor. AMD's charging $46.50 and they're soldering their shit. And you're over here putting this half-assed fucking garbage on there. Give me the solder. Mm. And so Intel, I don't know if Intel internally went, because it's more expensive. If Intel internally went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be the, the fucking child that the mother says, do your laundry. Mm. And you don't want to do your laundry. Mm. But So what what do you do? You botch the fuck out of the laundry. You put all of your shit in, and then you put it all in the dryer. You put your wool sweater yeah, right in the dryer. The sweater comes out, it's good for a chihuahua. And you're like, well, I told you I can't do the laundry, Mom. I told you. And so Intel makes the chip fucking thick as fuck. Like, if you put a side-by-side, you can physically see how much thicker the, the, like the PCB of the chip is and everything. And then the, the part that would be between the top heatsink area, called the IHS, and, and the chip itself, was also made thicker. And so this guy tests it, and it's so thick that it fucking destroys the temperatures on the chip. So it's like they're intentionally doing some shit, because there's no other structural reason mm. to do that to the chip. So it's like they're botching it so that they can go... Told, told you. you. Told you so. Now we're going to go back to doing our cheap bullshit and we're still going to charge you a bunch of money for it. So it's a bunch of Gong fucking show. garbage. So if you have an 8700K, hold on to it because that shit's going to be worth a lot more money for the next 365 days until Intel comes up with whatever fucking replacement for this. Do not buy a 9900K. I don't care. If somebody gives it to you for Christmas, get the gift receipt. Take it back. Get something different. There you go. If you want, if you want some some shit, there's many many better options out there. Do not buy a 9900K. It's absolute trash. Um, what else we got here? We've got but up up but up up Boogie, um, the YouTuber, mm-hmm. uh, was ousted from a charity D and D event uh, in the past week. Uh, I believe this is. I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I believe this is also kind of sort of tied to. The fact that there that there is a group starting a D and D and D D and D esports, which you want to just call D and D sports because it sounds better, mm. kind of thing where it's competitive Dungeons and Dragons. You get like kind of stock character type deals or whatever, and uh, and teams go at it within the realm of D and D. All the RNGs and shit that comes with it, which sounds like a pretty cool idea. Like I'd be down for watching yeah, that shit. Fun. Just make sure Matt Mercer is doing the 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 dungeon master for every single one of them, and then I'll watch it. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. Anyway, they're doing this. I think this might be that. It may not be. Either way, it was a D and D event for charity. 
Boogie was eventually, or was supposed to be, on this thing because, well, let's face it, Boogie's a pretty big YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He has a community that's used to uh, these kind of events. And so if you're aiming to raise a lot of money for charity, yeah, Boogie's not a bad choice. No, he's a good one. Uh, so when he, uh, when he gets in on this, um, this charity event, uh, some small subsection of the LGBTQ2A plus whatever the fuck, uh, you want, uh, wherever we are now in the alphabet, get together. And it's I'm saying it's small because I guarantee you it was like fucking five people. Yeah. And and they they just they apparently Boogie said some stuff about gay marriage at some point, mm-hmm. whether he was in Boogie character or Francis character or whatever character he was in, that they just didn't really they didn't like his opinions about that. And so they went to this organization and complained about the fact that they casted him and it's been the usual, you know, 2018, how could you not have vetted all the people here and watched every five seconds of their footage, you know, into eternity and saw this thing uh, and now we're all upset. And, and, you know, the whole thrust of this D&D thing was to get more people into D&D, ironically. Mm. Uh, But now they're going to be, well, they pulled Boogie out of the event for that, for that thing. It's, um... 2018. It's 2018. It's a thing. Um, I don't understand why companies fold to that stuff, especially like a a tournament thingy like this or an event like this. You're raising money for charity. Yeah. The what he I doubt I I'll be I'll be upfront. I didn't look into what it was that they were quoting Boogie on having say having said something. Yeah. And the reason I didn't is because I highly fucking doubt it was very salacious. Yeah. I bet you it was. Pretty fucking whatever, and I bet you, even if you don't agree with his views, Boogie never really aggressively states an opinion. Yeah. He'll give you all the reasons why he thinks that way, and if you disagree, that's cool. That's called being a goddamn adult. Not everyone's going to agree on every single topic you know that there ever is, yeah. and so if you go out there and you explain your point, and you just leave it at that... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, but this is, you know, it came back on him and it's unfortunate because they're likely not going to make nearly as much money No, uh, without Boogie on board. It just hurts the the charity. It just hurts the whole event, all because a handful of people were offended by something Boogie said in the past. Um, And so they were likely on a personal vendetta to try and ruin his career or ruin any potential sponsorship or uh, live event opportunities that that he would be doing in the future. Regardless of the fact that um, they're really just taking money away from from a great cause, all because of their um, their distaste in somebody's uh, opinions uh, or or for their own personal vendetta against him. Um, listen, there are plenty of actors, musicians, streamers, uh, whatever that I don't agree with everything they say. I don't agree with. Uh, certain people's beliefs in religion. I don't, sir, I don't agree with everybody's belief in abortion or uh, gun laws or uh, our LGBTQ. Not saying I have anything against the community. I'm just making a, 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 a comparison here. But I don't go out and attack. Uh, these individuals for thinking a certain way, and I most certainly don't go after their livelihood or uh, try and spoil a, a charity event because I don't like what a person has said. That's just called 
like you just said, it's like being an adult and just moving on and saying, listen, you're an asshole. I don't, I don't, I don't like what you're doing, but Hey, you know what? I don't support you. So I'm not going to watch this event, you know, or whatever. Like, been, why, why, why is it that somebody needs to go above and beyond to not only hurt the reputation of somebody or attempt to, but then also put a, a, a company that's looking to do good for a charity to basically threaten them in some way, right? Um, because that's what they're doing. They're strong arming the, yeah, yeah. this thing to, yeah, yeah. to make a decision. Yeah. Um, and it's just not right. It puts the that company in a weird position. Puts Boogie in a weird position. It puts you know the the, the it, it puts the fans everything in a in a shittier situation. All because somebody now I don't know what Boogie said. Like you said, I mean he might have said some pretty atrocious things i he he doesn't seem like the guy that would say you know anything too hateful um but even still he's he's entitled to his opinion uh on things and even more so if he's in that you know francis character that he has that that's a little over the top oh so here's what happened so here's what happened so he did the h3h3 podcast which i remember seeing parts of because he was in the midst of that big gamergate shit with anita sarkeesian or whatever her name yeah i heard about that and then he did the podcast and and was pretty forthcoming with everything with anita and then i think it might have been the same podcast maybe it was a different one Mm -hmm. but anyway um eldred here is saying in chat he said that during uh, during one of or the co- podcast I was talking about, uh, that he said he supports gay marriage, but doesn't think everyone uh, that doesn't think that it should or everything should be pushed so fast in society. I remember hearing this conversation. Now that I think about it, after you say that, uh, mm-hmm. Eldred, and then afterwards he said he changes his mind, but they still hate him. So I, I can't speak to him backpedaling on it. But like his reasoning for why he did not push stuff into society so quickly was reasonable. I didn't I didn't hear anything that was that was crazy. When you force change upon people really really quickly, you are going to get backlash. Yeah. yeah. Even if they inevitably kind of are, accept it, yeah. There are way more people are way more likely to hold a grudge or begrudgingly accept something. Yes. Or uh uh or be jaded about something if that's how it's handled and you and if you look at how long it takes to make a a change at a societal level yeah it's a long time i mean think of this is how i've always put it to people if if, when people come to me and say i can't believe this person's oh my god i've been trying so hard to get this person like think or they or or, i can't believe that you know we we still have these things happening in society blah 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 and i stopped and i said all right i understand that i get it i i get upset about this shit too too sometimes but think about this how difficult is it to change somebody's opinion when they're in like their 20s or their 30s? And the deeper into life they go, how oh, much harder it is to change their a opinion lot harder. on anything. And that's from like some, some, some basic shit that is frivolous fucking nothing. Yeah. And then take some big ticket items, throw it in there when they form opinions at that point in their, in their adult life and try to convince them to change that and then do that mm-hmm. and then do it at a at, at enough people at a, mm-hmm. at, that the society gets affected yeah. and then from a societal level make that change at that that's you don't do that Doesn't shit happen overnight in a year you no. don't do that in two you no. don't do that in 10 yeah you do that in 50 it's, yeah it's a lifetime maybe it, it's a generation almost right yeah it's, it's minimum you almost, a generation it's like usually sure there'll be some people that are open-minded and and they have enough humility and and they can just take their own bias out, but those people are very rare. Um, usually people have, 
uh, ideologies that are ingrained in them through upbringing. And normally it takes the next generation where you have to teach your children. That's assuming that generation right? assuming even, that generation teaches, even them. teaches them. Because yeah. there's some people that will teach their children the opposite, The opposite, right? exactly. You yeah. know, it's like vaccinations, right? Yeah, it, it takes it's, a while. It takes a while. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I Listen, I, I once again, I mean, by the sounds of it, if the, and I'm going by what somebody in chat has said, um, it doesn't sound like he said anything bad. No, I he mean, didn't. I, he didn't, I've, he didn't well, I've, on this podcast, I have talked about the LGBT sure. thing and 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 the the pronouns that are yeah, yeah. that are people that they're expecting us to uh, to adopt because they they, they want to be be uh, now yes like right now. now like bitch if you don't call me they or their or that or whatever uh, I'm gonna take offense to it and if you don't do it you're you're an asshole. You're you're, you're you you have something you're a, against or you're a bigot or you're, you're you have something against the LGBT no, community. No, it's like listen, or, I, I have nothing against you. I have nothing I have nothing against you at all. But, you know, don't expect me to immediately overnight overnight try and 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 it, it's it's that thing where, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I I'm assuming and I and I've I've talked to people and and listen, I know people that are trans. <laughs> I and yeah. I'm friends with a couple of people that are trans yeah and and you know it isn't as simple as if you come out and you try and be who you are who you feel like you are and you come out to your parents and you say listen this is who i am i'm no longer i no longer want to be a a boy known as a uh, known as a boy i feel like i'm a girl and thus i want you to call me a she some parents will 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 respect that and they'll be as supportive as possible but then there's some parents or some friends and family that go what the fuck like you know and 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 it's you shouldn't take offense to that it's it's a lot it's a lot to it's a pretty big it's, it's, one, a, huge, it's, a, it's a 180 from and it what goes they know, yeah. it goes against everything that human nature like how we've been brought up as a society I'm not saying that it's wrong it, and it it's doesn't just, mean the society takes, has been right to this point no it just, but a, but that doesn't change that that's what's ingrained in yeah, everyone so so not everybody is gonna jump on board tomorrow sometimes yeah. it takes a little while sometimes it takes some education sometimes it takes uh getting to know a person and understanding the the you know the 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 struggles that the person has gone through, I, I, I get it. But well, think about how long it's taken the black community to get to where we are now. We're, and, the, and the black community has still got a ways to go to even. You see it all the time. Still, yeah, people, people, people are still. I, I see it all the time. I'm black, and I have black family members. I go, I go to say I'm a, a, a family get together for Christmas, and I've got some pretty hardcore black family. Like, I mean, we're talking the type of black family that is like the white man is out to. The, the white man, the white, it's to blame everything. It's on the to white blame man. everything on the white man, yeah, right? Yeah. And and me as more of more of the the level headed thing of like, listen, it's on you, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, there might be things that that make it a little bit harder for us. There absolutely to, are, you know, yeah. there are. But yeah. stop making that an excuse. You know, you, you look at what our ancestors did, or even what your what your parents did, or what your grandparents or your great grandparents did. It's a lot this easier. Is, this is nothing. Yeah, this is literally nothing. So until you start changing your mindset. You're gonna be you're gonna be in this mental tra entrapment uh, of of being held down by somebody else when in reality it's you holding yourself back from from your ideologies and just doing the name blame game. But here's the thing: I can't also get mad at them 
because all I can do is educate them and tell them like, you know, listen, think about it in a different way. Yeah. And it's up to them. This is their truth that they've been living in forever. You can't expect them to change what they think overnight. It just doesn't happen like that. And I think what it is is with the LGB community and even some people in the black community or the Hispanic community or, or whatever, or even in the white community, yeah, yeah. they go, they, 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 because they've been living in this suppression or this, this, they've been in this, this box, but themselves and they've been fighting or what it seems like they've been fighting everybody when really not everybody's been fighting them, but it's in their mind that if you don't agree with what they're saying, then they immediately think now that you're, you're the enemy, the enemy. Yeah. and that, yeah. that you have some, that, that you immediately have something against them, but that's not the case. No, it's, it's, it's this projection that you have on other people in the world. And, and that's, the, that's a problem. And I think that's what's happening here. I think there's just some people in there that are, that now that the LGBTQ two community has, uh, a voice and, and they're being heard a little bit more than what they were five years ago. And, and there are activists that are standing up for the rights. They feel as though that they need to put their foot down and they need to stand up and they need to fight the man over, over this. And everybody needs to be okay with what they're doing. And listen, I think everybody should be okay with what they're doing. They can live their life however they want. But when you're asking society to change the way that they believe and how they think and how they if they see a man and they call you a a guy, even by accident, I mean, I have a trans friend that that when I was with them, I, I was accidentally calling this person by the, the, the gender or or you know that I that they didn't want to, and it's awkward for me because I'm going fuck. I hopefully they're not offended because yeah, yeah, I accidentally, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it makes it awkward for me too yeah. because I'm trying to, you know, walk this line yeah, yeah. Of, of being respectful, trying but, not, but trying, trying not to, be to adapt. It. But it's yeah. like, damn it, man! It's this is new for me. This is new. It so, is, yeah, yeah. So it is what it's, it is. It is, it's, it, and it's so it's unfortunate. And then uh, so Boogie, uh, who was apparently um, just listed as a possible candidate, thinking about it, uh, I guess that was the case. Um, yeah, just just at that point, and then he got caught up in all this this nonsense. And I'm sure there is an extension of his ties with the GamerGate mm-hmm. Anita Sarkeesian, you know, scandal type deal uh, that has carried over. Because there's a lot of the 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 GamerGate and the LGBTQ. There's a lot of crossover there yeah. in terms of. Uh, support groups yep. that, that float around so i suspect it's probably catching a little fire spillover yep um and it's it's unfortunate because again there are i've never met Bo- boogie in person no but he doesn't strike me as the type of person who is particularly wildly different uh uh in person than he is on camera he seems to uh on every like out of character interview he's ever, ever done that i've seen he seems to present his points with relative, you know, r- rational behavior, and and yeah. he, he he rarely, if ever, I don't know, he probably maybe he has, but for me, I haven't seen him outwardly, directly attack somebody in some sort of really vicious way outside of just using facts or things that have happened, mm. and it's usually in a retaliatory manner because somebody is actually coming at him because he's taken a lot of flack over the years for. Uh, everything from the fact that he's overweight and on the internet to yeah. uh, to his characters. So yeah, I mean, it, it Boogie Boogie is definitely an emotional person for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's talked about depression a lot. Um, obviously, being overweight, he's gone through like you know more of a public breakup or a divorce yes. or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of stuff, and then he had a, a meltdown. 
uh, on the internet about that and, yeah. and on Twitch and things like that. But also, you know, the guy is a human and he has the right to uh, give his opinion. Mm. Um, that's why people listen to podcasts. And I think the difference and, is how you and how, how you, you say do, and how you opinion. say it. Yeah, and yeah, how yeah. you say it. And I don't. And once again, I could be completely wrong because I'm just going by how I know Boogie, and I don't even know Boogie. I just know from videos I've just seen what and we've clips. Seen. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a genuine dude, which is what everyone and, else is usually yeah, going by. And so and, and he might have said something that just ruffled some feathers, and it was like a perfect storm. And now uh, he's you know he's out of this, but it's unfortunate. It the the real loser here isn't Boogie. It's the charity. It's the charity. Yeah, it's it's the charity. So yeah. you know it is what it is. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean that's that's what happens when you're popular and your you, every word you say is under a microscope. Mm. And uh, there's people out there that are looking for a reason Absolutely. to give you a bad time. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of a bad time, uh, remember the rock star thing from last week where they, they the whole hundred hour crunch time dream and and all that had gone down and uh, basically. Uh, what had happened was, uh, I can't remember which publication did it now off the top of my head, but they interviewed 90 employees, some currently working, some having been previous employees of Rockstar, to kind of try and get a closer to reality idea of what's really going on at Rockstar during these crunch periods, uh-huh. whether it be Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption or Max Payne or whatever they've published in the last handful of years. And what the, the long short of it is what panned out is, surprise, surprise, while uh, even even out of the words out of their you know their HR people and and their management upper management is that they can't seem to escape the fact that it seems like they just have a culture of if you're not in on the weekends putting in your fucking hours or if you're only working a forty hour week or if you're only working a sixty hour week then you're looked down upon or your options or your opportunities get limited. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's kind of like that. You're just made to feel awkward. Yeah. They're not going to fire you. They're not going to, you know, you're not nothing like that, but they're just going to make you feel like, like you're not doing your job or you're not doing as good of a job as Bobby or Susie. Who's been slaving who's in been here. slaving and sleeping in here. Yeah. They got to a point where they started doing laundry service on site for people. If you're going to start doing fucking laundry service for people on site, damn, I think you might want to fucking claw it back just a little bit. Yeah. That's just my opinion. We're going to put some cots in the uh, in the back. We're going to do some laundry. We're going to have a chef in here. Absolutely. Be like Google. You just don't have you to leave. You just don't have to leave. Bring your pets. Yeah. Your family will have a daycare. They'll take care of your kids. They'll raise them. They'll go to school here. We're going to start the Rockstar Academy. They're going to go through kindergarten through 12. Send them on their way. We're gonna give them. So your- that way, when they hit the workforce, they'll be real right, rock stars. Just bam! Right in. Get them in. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Stop the madness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, audio needs a checkup. Thank you for such an elaborate description of what seems Thank to be you. wrong with the audio. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So that happened for Rockstar. So that's whatever. It's not a shocking development that they are in fact, and they're not the only company that does it. It's just that the problem is. Rockstar is is a company that puts out some of the most critically acclaimed games in the world. They are all above bar in terms of, uh, above the bar in terms of the standards <clears throat> for pretty much everything. And going into that, you better believe that you're going to be slapped with a shitload of overtime. Yep, doesn't make it right, but at the same time, you should probably know this it's going. What you in, sign up for you're that, going to Rockstar uh, that you're going to be having a bad time. So yep. yeah, so there you, there you have it. Um, in a similar uh, in a similar vein, 
the reviews for Red Dead have started to land. Like, a lot of them. Like, everyone's had review copies for what seems to be a week or more. Yeah. Uh, guys have played anywhere from 40 to 70 hours of the shit uh, before doing the reviews. And word on the street is, if you really want to get into the stories and stuff, you're looking at 100 hours of game here. Woo. Which is... It's a lot of game. It's more game than I want for Red Dead Redemption, if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want that in most Japanese RPGs. You should you can go fucking land this shit in front of me? 100 hours? I, I think at this point... The way games are, I don't think I'd want a game more than 50 hours. I don't care what type of game it yeah. is. I'd, I literally, it could be a, a JRPG. Even if it's a game that I like, even if it's a game I like, you go past the 50 hour mark. That is getting. You better be doing some really special shit. Yes. Yes. That keeps me invested. It's unlikely. I've never seen it. I've, 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 I've quite literally never seen a game the, the that after 50 hours, of, no. the game, the gaming experience has changed in any drastic way. Exactly. Where, where it's progressing not only the story. You're doing the same shit. You're doing the same shit. It's just the, the dragging story's out. moving forward. Yeah, that's it. But the gameplay loop that you've been a part of. That's it. The odds of it yeah. expanding and expanding across 50 hours plus. No. Not likely. No. So, uh,. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a bit, and I even think honestly, I even think fifty. Well, again, 50 again, it has hours. to, it has to be <laughs> good, special, yeah, right. Like you have to be at that point. If you're not invested in the story and characters, you're not going to like it. There are very few games that aren't multiplayer that the mechanics hold up well enough to sustain a fifty-hour-plus experience. No, no, so you're entirely relying on story and characters. So yeah. if you don't have something real damn good. Then that's a bad move, uh, uh, for sure. Unless the multiplayer is great. If multiplayer is great, you can put and that's, hundreds and that, of hours. Yeah, in. And that's what I mean. So, but, the, if but we're talking story. Player, like if there's st- if there's fifty hours of story, Jesus. Be fire. Yeah. So uh, they're rolling in. No surprise. The average is like nine point seven. Of course, it's it's up there. Of course. My concern with this game after I watched uh, Gamespot do a little live stream uh, stream of it this morning. Uh, I've seen a little bit of uh, uh, bits and pieces in places and uh, read a couple of reviews. Kotaku, the guy who did the review for Kotaku sounded like, uh, or Kotaku, 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 anyway, uh, sounded like he was writing a review of like a painting in the Louvre. Like he sounded like he was some sort of crazy art. Like it was, mm. the review was, well, I, and I'm not saying it was bad. It was an impressive piece of writing from like the standpoint of, of writing. Yeah. It was actually it was actually a little too flowery for me for a game review because then it, like first of all it was like it was like fucking four thousand words or more it was it went on forever uh, but the it was real fucking flowery and well you know why it, it's because uh, it, it's, it was like at one point they even described it how this is the type of game where we even have to look at how we critique, critique games to accurately describe just the. The, the the levels of, of intricacy that's at hand here. Uh, but the common thread that I've seen from gameplay and reading the, uh, some reviews is that what scares me is that the scope of the game is so huge. And it is huge. It's probably the biggest scope for any video game I've ever seen. Um, you know, uh, Outside Star, of Star, Star Citizen. Star Citizen notwithstanding. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a game yet. That's just a demo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for games that exist now, it's the biggest by miles. It's not even a close second for anyone behind it. Grand Theft Auto V, probably the closest facsimile. Um, it's dense. And it's the kind of dense, and but it's the kind of stuff that makes the game dense that I think is going to bore people. They're going to be heavily invested in characters and story to a degree, for sure, because all the Rockstar characters oh, yeah. are usually very well good. voice acted. Everything's always great. 
But when you get to the game and you start doing stuff like skinning animals, which you're going to have to do, but God knows how many. If you played the first Red Dead, you skinned several. Mm-hmm. And the animation looks real good. You watch the animation of the animal being skinned, other than it making it look a little too easy because it was like fucking a knife through hot butter or, or a hot knife through butter is what I meant to say. Just fucking whatever. But you're watching the skin move around and, every, and it looks fucking good. Somebody spent probably an inordinate amount of time doing the animation for that skinning thing, but it takes a while for mm. that animation to be done. And when you got to do so many of those... It's a lot. After the first time, a couple of times you see it, you're like, oh, oh my that's God, that so looks nice. so... Called this game's fire. looks so fucking good, uh, man. Holy 70 shit. 70 hours later. I can smell the blood. And then you get like 2,000 pelts later and you're like, fucking hurry up, God damn! Yeah. I just want to go! Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I got to shave? My character's growing a beard? Fuck! Just... I. Let cool it grow. the first time, and then all of a sudden, you know, your character's just got a beard down to his dick, and you haven't skinned an animal in 50 hours, and you're just like, I just want to see the end of the story! <laughs> like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Like, I feel like I feel like people are going to be enamored with the first, like, 15-ish hours of it, because everything's fresh. Yeah. And it looks and sounds so fucking good, and the characters are well-written, and the story's well done, and the voice acting is incredible, and the animation is amazing, and graphically for a console, it looks like some shit out of, like, the next generation, mm. and if it was on a PC, it would blow your fucking mind even harder, but, you know, Rockstars will be five years if ever we see it on the PC. And then they get past that mark, and then they know it's just the story and the, and the characters that they're climbing after, but the stuff that they have to dredge through to get in between all of that, those spots, those plot points, those character developments and stuff, and all the little side stuff, it overwhelms you. You start doing, it was kind of like Breath of the Wild with Zelda. There was so much shit to do, so much shit to collect, so many things to go and see, which on paper sounds great. It's a perfectionist, it's a a completionist nightmare. Exactly. Where your OCD is like, oh my God. You don't know where to start, you get overwhelmed, and then you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And and then you want to rush through the game because you're like, I just want to fucking see what's going on. And I think... Having not played it, this is a guess, but I think outside of the critics and for the people that that know that they're getting into that kind of thing, yeah, that I feel like is going to be the takeaway, and it's probably going to be one of those things where it will be reviews from like two or three months from now, yeah, and they'll start to come in, and it will be, you know, this yeah. is a really good fucking video game, yeah, but fuck me if it didn't drag like a son of a bitch. Yeah. And test my patience. Yeah, it's it's it, right now it's the honeymoon phase. Um it you never know. It could be a fantastic game. It could be great. I did watch about 20 minutes, 30 minutes of it today um on uh, on Twitch and it's a pretty looking game for sure. It is. Um it is. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty fucking looking game. One thing that one one thing that I did notice where a guy was uh I don't know how deep into the game. I'm assuming it was pretty early on. But there was a there was some sort of fight happening, and this isn't like a main story thing. Mm. I think it was just like an NPC, just doing some, some shit. random shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like one of those old Western saloons, right? And I know where you're going with like this. Two yeah, of them, yeah. And there's a guy in a in an alleyway, black mm. dude yeah. and a black girl, and they're on the side, and the dude is cussing out the girl, and the girl's like, you know, fuck you, and and, and he's like. I don't know. Remember what he's saying? He's like, "You fucking bitch," or like, you know, blah blah. He's mad at her, and then the main character, your character, goes up into the alley, and he, and your character goes, "Is there a problem here?" Something like that, right? And the guy goes, "You know, none of your fucking business," or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the guy goes, you, you, "You want it to be my business, right?" Basically, like acting tough, right? Yeah, of and getting course. Ready, yeah, yeah. You getting know, ready. getting ready to show down. 
So then the black guy kind of backs off and he looks at the girl and he's like, he's like, fuck you, Miss Jackson or whatever. And he starts walking away. I am for real. It, that's her name too, is Jackson. <laughs> so he starts, he starts walking away and, and the guy I was watching, he decides to follow the dude, right? Just to kind of see like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. what the NPC would do, Where he's right? Gonna go. what, what he's going to do, where he's going to go. Starts walking towards the back of the building. He's, he's walking, walking. And then uh, he opens up a gate to go to his horse, the, the, the black guy. Yeah, yeah. And he starts walking towards him, and he gets close enough that an animation sort of starts where your guy pushes him, like because he gets yeah, yeah. kind of gets close, and he's in that like that vicinity where like yeah, an event triggers, and he pushes him, and the guy you know falls into the gate, into the gate, and falls down, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Right? He's like, "What the?" And then he pulls the, the the dude pulls out his gun, not or the main character pulls out his gun, yeah, and then all of a sudden. The 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 gray screen comes up like like you're like a wasted oh, screen oh, right yeah, right yeah and, and it's like um uh the police uh, the the police were notified or the sheriff was notified or something and then it was game over and then he had to start so and then he was making the comment that whenever the game doesn't want you to to engage like you don't have complete freedom to kill okay. whoever you want okay. or fuck up whoever you want. It's like the way the game the game tells you you can't do this is by giving you a game over screen, like where you have to restart sort of the whole segment again. So he noticed that a few times, and I thought that was kind of, I thought it was kind of lame because yeah. it, it should be an open world, and you should be able to off whoever you want or push whoever you want. Well, when you're in a world that's so heavily detailed, like Red Dead Redemption Two, because it's one of the more detailed worlds that have been created in a video game, right? And yeah. they've put a lot of time and effort into the world reacting to your character, and vice mm -hmm. versa, kind of like what you're just describing right mm -hmm. now, just happened across. But there was this like shit. there were, in, but in this particular thing. The guy didn't yell. There was no shots fired. There was nobody screaming. It you were just, in behind a saloon, oh, okay. out on your own. Nobody's there, and just because he engaged with this with this NPC, it just, uh, it, just up. it just said it's almost like if you jump off, try and jump off a cliff in a video game. There's like an invisible, the invisible wall. wall. You can't. You do can't this. do it. It's like yeah. the, the game is like no, no, no. We're, this is not programmed, and it's, it's almost like there's a default that if there isn't an equation for that action that you're doing, yeah. it just immediately goes to you know the police were notified. And again, because the world's so weird. detailed, you want to just do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. So you want to treat it like it's a fucking Elder Scrolls game. You want to mm. go in, mm -hmm. and oh, I see a shopkeeper that I don't, like, you looked at me the wrong way. Yeah. Fuck him up. Yeah. Punch him in the face. You know, rob him, Just do cut whatever. His head off, do whatever you want to do. Shoot with him. him. I mean, do, do fuck his shit. woman. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. And that was honestly, that was the first thing that I saw with the game where I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was expecting, and I was like intrigued because as this was going on, I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like he just ran into these it's random like a people fighting. Event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy yeah. kind of fucks off. Yeah, the woman's yeah. like, thank you, and then he decides, you know what? As the player, him up anyway. I'm gonna go up there and I'm, you know, I'm gonna go and see what the fuck is up. Put him in his place. Yeah, put him in his place. And as soon as he pushed him, he fell down, did his thing. The whole fucking thing. game was like, nope, uh, you're not doing this. That's brutal. Nope. So that's brutal. We'll see. We'll see how much of that there is. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, and I also think probably because that guy was the, 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 the reviewer that you're talking about. He probably went extra ham for this review because it is such well, a, it's game a high profile game that, yeah. that you know there's so many people are going to read it that he yeah, wants yeah, his yeah. time to shine as a oh, yeah. as a reviewer. And he wants a, to show from, his chops again right? from a writing standpoint. Yeah, fucking ten out of ten. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like uh, being the finalist on American Idol. You're not going to go in there with the song that you started with. You're gonna you're gonna no, you're gonna go in. You're gonna go in and put it all out you there. You do some right? bridge over troubled water type exactly, shit. Exactly, some Clay Aiken bridge yeah. over troubled water, exactly. and you blow the fucking roof off. 
the 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 thing that I think is likely going to happen. Trust me, people have been fucking clawing for this game. I mean, this oh, is forever. like I mean, you know, we sh- shuts up. Oh about yeah, this. for sure. I think what's going to happen is they're in this honeymoon phase right now, where where you've got this side piece and the sex is bomb, and mm. she's fucking rocking your world, mm. and you know she's letting you fucking snort coke off her ass. Wow, and she's like she's doing shit. That, Going the extra that mile. you've never done before. She's right? in pain for the coat. And, and the woman at, at your home just wants to starfish and, and cuddle and watch Netflix. Ah! And you're you're getting your rocks off here. But then after a month or so, after after you <laughs> realize that there's no real there's no real connection. It's just yeah. it's just a fizzles out. It just fizzles out. And then you realize that now you gotta deal with all the shit that you don't want to deal with with her. You know, she's crazy. She's calling you all hours of night. She's looking for money. She's 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 not she's not she, she's, she's fucking not, some other dude she's not the same you, way she's not she's not, she's not what you thought not she was know, exactly she's a fun time in moderation but but in the long haul you want the starfish and the Netflix and chill yeah because everything else is just too much the 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 shaving of the beards and the skinning of the bears you know and the changing of the pants and the shaking of the penis after you're done taking a leak yeah it was cool the first couple of times you've done it. But then you realize this is all noise, and just, I just want to get to the... It's just padding the game like crazy. Yeah. Like, all this shit just... Add, like, you're telling me 100 hours? Like, how... I feel like at this point, it ends up being like a, a show on, on AMC where it's mm. like, yeah, this is... You know, you put the DVR on, you press play or whatever, and yes. it says hour and 15 minutes, and you're like, oh, this is going to be... Fu- hour and 15... And it's a 25-minute episode with, with fucking 55 minutes of ads. Yep. Not what you wanted. The Walking Ads. That's 90 Day Fiance, where yeah. it's a two-hour show and 30 minutes of show. Yep. The rest, rest is advertisements. ads. Worse than the Super Bowl. And the, crazy. and the worst about it is it's ads of other shows on the network. Yes. And then when you watch those other shows, oh, you're watching more ads of other shows, of the show that you were just watching the ad on. It's just crazy. Bad. So, so yeah. And, but my, my thing will be, the thing that will bother me most is that while there are going to be a lot of people that genuinely enjoy this game, there's going to be a bunch of people that that play it and they start having these feelings, but they've been talking this game up for so fucking long mm. that they don't they don't want to admit rock the boat. They don't want to admit it. No, they're just going to side be like, you see what all these critics said? Mm-hmm. This is some good shit. Yeah, some fuck. I'm having so much fun, dude. And then they go back and they skinned like their fucking seven hundredth animal, and they're waiting for that fit you know ten second long animation mm. to get over with, mm. and they're just ready to throw their fucking control, their white knuckle in their controller, going, "Hurry the fuck." I gotta piss like a goddamn. Just get this shit over with, and I'm doing all this so I can increase my pouch. Like, come on, just fucking do it. Yep. But you never know. Hey, I didn't play the game. It could be. I don't plan on playing it anymore. It could be life changing. I don't plan after. Oh, I'm definitely not buying it anytime soon. After after I read the reviews, uh, which I rarely do for games because I normally I'll avoid reviews if I plan on possibly reviewing a game. I don't Mm want to be you know colored in any way for for my review. I. Uh, for this one, I read uh, a few and I watched some gameplay because I had a sneaking suspicion that the game was going to be super long, but not in the kind of way that I would want the game to be fucking long. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that that was going to just make me rage yeah. for 60 fucking hours. Yeah. And I was not in the mood no. for 60 hours of that shit. You'd rather play Call of Duty. I, am I going to sit back and, and clap at how beautiful the game looks sure. and how good the characters are written sure. and how amazing the voice acting is? Absolutely. But just like I said in a tweet earlier, I was like, this seems like one of those games where it's going to be, well, I look at it and I go, I want this 
as a TV show or a movie. Yeah. I don't need to play all the frivolous fuckery in between all this stuff mm-hmm. because all I'm really interested in, because seeing the, the lighting through the trees for the first time and the skinning of the animal and the horse ball shrinking in the cold and whatever other fucking, you know, in-depth, detail-driven stuff they have in the game. You see it a couple times, you're done. Then the rest of it yeah. is just 70 hours of getting from point yeah, A to you, point B to get the story out of the way. You become desensitized by all the cool new shit very yeah, quickly. Exactly. Very, very quickly. Exactly. So, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think I can... I can handle that shit. So I'll I'll let the, I'll leave this one to to all the other critics who have already given it a five hundred out of ten. I'll I'll keep an eye on it. We'll see we'll see how well she does, and and I may or may not play it at some point. But I'm definitely gonna wait for the, wait the for hype the price to die to down and the, and the price to drop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then you never know. Right? That actually happened. To a lot of people. Were, uh, I didn't write this down, but Tomb Raider. You know the newest one. Yeah. They already had a sale thirty percent off. Damn. And people were salty. Yeah, because they just paid full price for it. Just fucking came out, and it wasn't like a. Uh, it wasn't even like a time for a major sale. It wasn't a Black Friday. Yeah. It wasn't a. It well, they wasn't probably did it because look Christmas what games sale. are coming out. They probably like shit. Gotta well, get, they gotta we gotta get, get, that get that it in. in there. We gotta get it in now because people are only gonna spend so much money. Oh, it's crazy. And uh, we better do it. But thirty, so. you know, thirty percent off that early. That's a lot. That was a savage fucking deal uh, for those people. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, here's a little quick uh, meme for us right now. Devil May Cry. You know, that they have the new Devil May Cry coming. Uh, we saw it at E3. Um, not a whole hell of a lot of it, but we saw some of it at E3. They have a special edition, and following uh, in the footsteps of Ubisoft, somebody did a whole lot of drugs one night and then came up with an idea for what the special edition was going to be. Okay. You ready for this shit? I'm ready. It's an $8,000 jacket. And if you look up, Devil May Cry jacket, special edition or some shit, and you actually see the jacket, it looks like some shit that a mediocre cosplayer put together. And it's 8,000 US dollars. This is going to be a troll. $8,000! You're going to see this jacket and then fucking crack a smile. Yeah, that's bad. It's, it's, dude, it looks, it looks like some cheap, ass bargain bin shit for eight thousand dollars you got to be out of holy your fucking mind lee shit look at it ultra they call it ultra ultra limited edition yeah of devil may cry five comes with dante's jacket costs eight thousand dollars yeah yeah it literally says what the fuck we've seen <laughs> Plenty of comedically priced special limited edition video games in the past, Mm. most of which come with items that can be bought elsewhere at a much lower cost. For the upcoming Devil May Cry 5, (laughs) Capcom Japan is offering a version that costs $8,000 US dollars, all because it ships with a leather jacket. Yep. Capcom's Japanese ultra-limited edition versions of Devil May Cry come with a replica leather jacket that are worn by the game's three playable characters, Dante, Nero, and Five, for an authentic cosplayer and for those who think they look dashing in Dante's duster. The most expensive edition is available for 900,000 Japanese yen, which is right around 8,000 US dollars. You also get the game as well. Well, thank God for that. So around sixty dollars will go towards that. Un, fucking, oh, they have. 
Mm. Eight grand is a fair bit of cash to drop on a coat. Uh, yes. Thankfully. Okay. The Nero coat, mm. the Nero edition. Yes, Nero edition, yes. yes with yes. its blue jacket is a much more sensible 750,000 yen. Oh, God. Right around 6,500 yen. Oh, well, then that's fine. There's also the five edition. Okay. Or the V. I don't know which one they're going with here. The V, the five. Okay. Which is a bargain. This is is a bargain Mm. 600,000 yen, which is about 5,300 US dollars. Well, and it doesn't even have sleeves. (laughs) All jackets are a one size fits all, too. <laughs> Each limited edition jacket also comes with three pieces of interchangeable box art. So that's something. Oh, fucking thank God. Not all of us are made of money, though. So for the non lottery winners, there's the E Capcom limited edition. Instead of a leather jacket, do you get a picture of the jacket? It comes with a pretty nice work shirt with a Devil May Cry name. Embolized on it. Oh, uh, at w- eleven thousand eight hundred and fifty-two yen, which is only one hundred and five bucks. Hey, now we're talking. It's a lot more sensible priced yes. than the other versions. No word on whether these limited editions will be sold out of Japan. That is abs. It's one of, and that shirt looks like ass. Absolute I ass. I wouldn't pay. It looks like they went to a thrift store yeah. and stitched Devil May Cry on the front. That's what I'm saying. And that's the show. Dude, these jackets are horrendous. I legitimately, I swear to God, for 8000 to buy all these jackets, you're, you're, on, you're getting close to you, 20 grand. You know what I could get for $8,000? A down payment on a house. Well, yes. For sure. Well, you're getting there for sure. You're getting pretty close. You're getting pretty close. But I could get a fucking... I could get a winter jacket made by Tom fucking Ford. Yes. For $8,000. Yes, dude, you could get And it wouldn't be one size fits all. No, it would be fitted. It would be one size fits Adam. For $8,000 fucking dollars. Dude. What the fuck? For eight grand, I could, I could literally pay somebody. No... Probably for, I would say, honestly, if you wanted this replica, you could probably spend about $2,000. Pay somebody to make it. To pay somebody to make it and do a much better job and one that's fitted for you. I just go downtown to, to fucking Gottingen, go see the old Greek guy, be like, all right, look, I'm going to just give you five grand and some leather and just make me this jacket and it will fit me. Instead this of just being be, one, this side. has got to be. A, it's a meme, bro. This has got to be a. Joke. It's a meme. This has got to be a. Somebody's fucking... gonna buy it. Is the shitty part about this? Oh, multiple somebody... people are gonna buy yes, it, dude. Maybe there will this be. This thing's several. gonna sell out. If they make a thousand of these jackets, they're gonna sell a thousand of these jackets of each one. Oh, please no. You know they're going to. I hope not. There I are just... people. There are people. Why? Why? I mean, listen. People can spend their money however the fuck they want to spend their money. I actually think that it is. It's almost a joke that they would even put this up for that kind of money. Like, it's one thing if people want to spend it, right? It's like, you know what? If you got the cash and you're a huge devil may cry and you want to cosplay for eight grand, go ahead. But the fact that they actually have this as an option to the public at 8,000 US dollars or a fucking million and a half yen crazy from such a huge corporation, that is, that's like a, that's, 
I can't even fathom it. I almost don't even believe this. Well, well I you're, actually you're doing it because people are going to buy it. It's just as long as there are people out there crazy enough to spend eight thousand US dollars on a on a shit tier cosplayer one size fits all, probably low quality leather jacket, they're gonna do it. Oh my god. Because if they're selling it for eight grand, you know that they're only making it for like two, and they're just making big money off of every one of these. So you, as long as that happens. Dude, there, there, uh, there's going to be people that are going to make these and sell them on eBay for like five thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah, and they're going to be fake. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to sell them, and they're going to oh. get the money for it. Oh, because Easy. Pe- people are going to be like, oh, well, buy it's going to be, a, gonna be a deal. Yeah, getting a deal, getting a little steal. Getting the Chinese on. knockoff. You know what's fun though? The Chinese knockoff probably going to be better. Oh, way better. Yeah. On the dude, this thing, this, this isn't like the extra Captain America suit that they actually used in a film. Yes, yeah. I, I could see like, like you could you could spend eight grand on that. Yes. Yeah. You know, or 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 you know, a glove like a, or like a shield that he used in in one of the scenes. Yes. Like if they if they're like, dude, we went through fifty shields and we're we're auctioning them all off for charity. If one went for eight grand, I'd be like, damn, you know, that's that's an expensive that's pretty, shield, but that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. This this is some shit. This is Dante's jacket from Devil May Cry Five. This isn't like a replica of a real Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. Or, or you know, some sort of iconic. Uh, I, I don't even know. Like this isn't like Mario's jacket. Jeff, that, Jeff, you could almost buy half the ships in Star Citizen for eight thousand dollars. Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Anyway, I digress. This is madness. Mister Black, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever wanted to find Jesus? <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Yes, sometimes... Well, do I have a fucking opportunity for you, Mr. Black? Thank you. Because somebody has made a Pokemon Go game that is Jesus and, like, the apostles, and you find them. That's now a thing. Huh? I like that. I, I have no idea what the fucking name of this thing is, but if you've ever wanted to find Jesus, now you can, too, by wandering your streets aimlessly in the middle of the afternoon, hoping to come across Jesus just out there in the middle of the park. Maybe you find them. Got to catch them all. Jesus, man, that's just. Got to catch them all. Got to catch all the angels. Is it just Jesus you're looking for, or do you uh, like no, run into no, devils like, that you have it, to no, fight? No, no, it's this is like this is like you know uh, the, uh, the 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 apostles and Jesus and other biblical figures. Oh, and, like Adam and Eve. Except and, so instead of Pokemon, it's that, and then you just walk around and and I don't know if you like I don't because in Pokemon Go you you kind of have to like catch them. Yeah. So I don't know if you're like throwing a Bible at Jesus and be like, "Come here, Jesus," or or maybe you're just maybe you're just throwing your soul at Jesus. Like, take it. I have no idea what the mechanic is. All I know is that they they did that thing. Uh, oh, it's licensed by the Vatican. No, it's not. Is it seriously? Stop the madness. I think that's probably a joke. I hope not. Yeah. There's no way that's real. I hope. I hope. It, There's I hope no it's, I hope fucking way that's real, dude. We just talked about an eight thousand uh, dollar fucking know what? Dante leather jacket. Straight up. So and whoever and, who, <laughs> and whoever made that jacket and came up with that price needs Jesus. Yes, they need yes. to get that app and they need to well, go and search. Do they need Jesus or the people buying the jacket need Jesus or maybe they both? Need yeah, Jesus. I think they both need Jesus. Uh, okay, you know. All right. And that app better be called Second Coming. Oh well, Jesus, man. Maybe not. <laughs> Unbelievable. What's next? Anything else or is that it? Hit me up with the sounds of movies and TV. Movies and TV. Spoilers coming. 
Oh, we got some spoiler spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, in big, bold, flashing red letters across the screen right now. Spoiler alert. We are going to spoil... The everlasting uh, fuck. Out of uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. So, if you guys haven't watched it, uh, this is where you mute uh, the stream. And then you go binge it. And you go binge it, and then come back come and watch back. the VOD on yes. YouTube. Um, or if you've already watched it, well, then stick around. If you have no plans on watching it, you should really reconsider and yes. go watch the show because it's amazing. But if you literally have zero plans whatsoever, then you can sit around and hang out and listen to that us. That is exactly it. Talk. If you've if you've already managed to to make it happen, this is all we're. This is the entire of this segment. It's all going to be that. And if you're on YouTube and you're looking for timestamps, uh, you'll eventually have them. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, and you'll be able to like plug in, you know, uh, uh, when we do tech support stuff. But this is it. This is you, your time is now. You've been warned. You've been warned. Come back after when we do the tech support. We're telling you that you have to actually watch it because it's that good. So you already know. But we're, we want to talk about it because we've both watched what it to I'll its do, completion. What I'll do in chat or what people in chat can do is when we're done... We'll type in done. We'll type in chat that we'll, we're done. We'll say we're done. So just go ahead and mute the stream if yes. you're here and listen to some music or go watch Red Dead Redemption on someone's stream and come back. Yes. But anyway, The Haunting of Hill House is uh, Netflix's newest horror uh, show. It's a TV show, not a movie. It's a it's TV a, it's show. A, it is a series. Ten episodes. Yes. And absolutely fire. From 45 minutes to about an hour and 10 is the episode length. They yep. hover in and around that yep. that kind of range. They go. It's kind of been a Netflixy thing now to do where they just go long enough to where they need to for that episode yeah. to wrap up. They yeah. don't care if they hit a specific mark, so they don't, they're not, they're not feeling they have to pad yeah. it or yeah. anything like that. They just do what they need to do. Um, this is what I said about it on Twitter. I said, just as an overview, I said that The Haunting of Hill House is the most important piece of film or TV for the horror genre in the last decade, full stop. That's my opinion of this show. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, the more I think about the show, the more I love it, and I, I honestly think that it might be one of the greatest horror pieces ever made, ever. Not even just in the last decade. Well, I know. Well, but like I, I would ever. say it's, it's like in the last in the last ten years, I I literally yes. can't think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I yeah. I mean, the Conjuring is like the closest thing I can come up with, and but you know, the Conjuring. Yes, I I the Conjuring is scarier in my opinion. But it but the thing is, is this is the show wasn't just about jump scares. It, it it's more closer to a, a thriller. It's a thriller. Or, yeah. It's it's a mystery thriller, psychological yeah. horror. Yeah, uh, it's like all those in one with just really great acting and, it's and a character really, piece. It's a character piece. And what's nice about it is in TV format is you have a long time to marinate with these characters and and get to know them intimately, and thus it makes the payoff for whatever happens to these characters and what they're going through, that much more impactful. And unlike a movie where you can still get those those regular tropes, you just don't get it when you're invested 10-plus hours into a show, and it's so good that you're binging it, and so it's all, it's it's basically just all, it's like watching one big movie opposed to watching one episode every week, like on a cliffhanger or whatever. It's just, it's great. Uh, it's, I loved it. 
It was, yeah, it, it was super good. I, I, after we had finished watching it, I tried to think of if there were any, if there was any ne- like downsides to the show, um, that I could come up with. And there were maybe, there's a couple, no, not many. There were maybe a, a couple of, and, and <clears throat> the things that uh, I would have came up with, it was, I, I had to go out of my way to think about them. To bring them up. Mm-hmm. If, if you had just asked me my, my straight opinion after having just watched the show, mm-hmm. it probably would have been far less likely for me to be able to come up with on the spot those things. I had to sit down and think about it. There were a couple of, of parts to a couple of the later episodes that dragged a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Just ever so... I'm talking like a maximum drag of like two minutes that didn't need to you know exist. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. And because it was only like two minutes... As soon as I started thinking this is going on a bit long than it, longer than it needs to, it was over. Yeah. Uh, and so I didn't really think too much about it, whereas in other shows, if it goes on, it drags a bit. We're talking like... A long time. A half, half an hour. A, a half episode. Yeah. Right? Or, like, yeah exactly. or, or an entire episode of just filler. Or just like, just the like, fuck is this? Yeah. So other than that, I really and honestly didn't have uh, too, many, uh, too many gripes with it. I... Uh, my, my two... My couple... I, I probably have three small gripes the first is it's a bit confusing at the start um for me it was mm. and somebody else might might have latched on i know kayla latched on a lot faster than i mm. did mm-hmm. so like i'd be like who is that again and, and what what's going on and she'd t- she'd fill me in so she got it so maybe that was just me and i was paying yeah. attention yeah um it's just because well, they hopped around a lot because so they go it. from yeah. future to past to future to past to, to current to past to future um and and it all makes sense. Like as as the show goes on, you're going, oh. Well, you're describing exactly the end of the show now. Exactly is where they all came together. It all you go, came together. That's why they were jumping around. Exactly, all over the place. Yeah. exactly. Which which was great. But in the beginning, for somebody that's just getting into it, um, it, it's a bit much. And the only negative stuff that I've seen other people really say is that they found it a bit boring. Um, I, I be, I've seen people on my personal Facebook that was like, yeah, it's a little slow. I, I'm not saying it's not as because when they went into it, listen. There are there are primarily two different types of of moviegoers and TV goers. There's the filthy casuals, yeah. That and there's nothing wrong with being a filthy cat. Not everybody no. needs to be a film critic no. or like be super, you know, into whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, when they go to a horror movie, they just want to be scared. They're used to going to the Saw in the theater and watching like the and shittiest just catching some you know, jump scares, yeah, like going gore. to Halloween or Jason or whatever is the thing, the stab and grab type shit. And then they get those jump scares and they only see a movie in horror and theater or whatever once, twice a year, right? Maybe three times if it's crazy. And so they want to be scared. And so then when you get into a show like this, that is more of a a slower burn. Um, and there are scares in every episode. Now, none of them in my, there was two like scares that I, I like jumped where I like caught me or like, oh shit. But the vast majority of it is this like this this atmospheric scare where where you're just you're visualizing yourself in the house you're almost in it it's it used it's fucky there's some you're seeing shit it's it's playing with your mind you're thinking about it when you go to bed you're looking at the in the closet it's just that kind of creepy so it's not your typical horror movie and i think that's what some people uh were upset about or that didn't resonate with the the other uh thing that i wasn't a huge fan of um was one of the actresses 
um, who ultimately was one of my favorite characters, but also was the weakest link in the acting, and that was uh, the party chick with the gloves. Theodora. Theodora. I loved her character. I thought what she could you do... You thought she, wasn't, she was the weak I thought point? she was the weakest link in acting. Really? And, and, and when, she first, when she was first introduced, I was like, okay... And then, I, and then I liked her character. I liked, and, and she had some really great moments too. Like she sold some really emotional moments at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think she did amazing when it just came to regular dialogue. But there were two two pivotal scenes. Um, one of them was in the the crazy long shot uh, in episode, episode six. six. Where Which it we went need to on, talk about in its yeah, own right. Where eventually. it went on forever, and yeah. it was glorious. Yeah, yeah. And there was a part where she fell back on on the sofa and fell on the ground, and it was oh, just, when she's drunk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, when she's drunk and she fell fell down, and you could tell as an actress she knew she was had to fall down, and she she was, you could tell she was trying not to kill herself. Yes, while, in the while middle she of was a really long scene. Yes, because how many times do you want to have to yes. fall down and fucking crack your head on the side of a table? So that part right there, she was the weak link in that, which took me out a little bit. And and there was another part towards the end where the ghost, they were driving in the car, and the and the 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 little the 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 twin, the girl twin, comes out of nowhere and screams. When right, they're fighting when yeah, they're yeah. fighting. Yeah. And then when they get out of the car and they're they're on the grass, oh, and she has her monologue, and she has her monologue. I thought that was poorly done. I can agree done. with that. I can that agree with that. There was a lot of fake crying. Fault. I don't know if that's her fault though. I mean, her fake crying was definitely not all that hot to yeah. say the least. Yeah. But that was actually now that you mentioned that scene, yeah, that was. And I don't think it was necessarily her acting. It's not like the writing there. It's not like you could hear the writing and go, "This would have been so much better if she yeah. delivered this better." Her crying was a little off. But that whole scene was just kind of fucking weird. It was a little weird, yeah. It didn't. The scare to, was incredible, and it yeah. caught me off guard. Well, it didn't caught me off, it catch me off guard because I had already pieced together that every time they were fighting, something happened. Yeah. When they were screaming at each other back in the funeral home, shit happened. But I really, but the thing, even though, even though I might have known that that yeah, that yeah. is, I wasn't thinking about that because the argument well, and the dialogue that was in going it. in, it was really oh, well done. Oh, super like, well done. You know, they were going at and it, and, I was, out. and it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Right? Oh, I bet people shit themselves oh, dry on that. That for was sure. that was a big jump scare. Yeah. But then yeah, when yeah. they got out and there was that monologue, I thought that was weak. Um, so and and so she was really the only. But then she had some of the best scenes. She did. She she there was the entire part where she was with the kids uh, and all you know that. What? She played her, that so well. You know what I think her best scene was was when she went into the morgue to touch her sister and mm. she had to act after like what she felt mm -hmm. and the scream that came out of her. Was not the generic Wilhelm scream. Yeah, that was some that shit some, fucking hit there me. There was some deep hurt. That was some deep hurt. Like she fucking crushed. Which is why it's surprising that she didn't quite get the out in the field scene that you were just describing, mm -hmm. because she obviously doesn't have trouble displaying emotion. Maybe she just wasn't feeling that scene. I don't fucking know. But yeah. that that when she like fell back and that was another scene she had to fall backwards. She did a pretty good job on that one. She yeah. just didn't hit the 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 chair one. Ironically. She would have and also, herself up and a also lot more on the table. with the with, it was just such a perfect scene in in in, in episode six that yeah. long I don't even know how long I'd have to go back and see how long that cut was. It was incredible. I didn't go back and watch it yet, but party must go back to see if they just snuck a cut in somewhere. They didn't. They didn't. And it was talked about a lot. Like I I was reading some things up on the internet about it. Yeah, yeah. It was one long scene, and even the actors uh, talked about it in a couple of interviews. Um, and and even the way that they went in from like the past. 
uh, or like when they went into the, they, the like, haunted house. The two sets and, together. Yeah, it was like it was all two sets. Yeah, it was like exactly. one big massive. One it was, big it was set? like huge studio they had, and they were just going in. And then there was a part where they were all kids again. So the father yeah. was seeing all the kids, and so the whole. Uh, other actors like that were playing Swapped the younger versions entirely. of them were all there in yep. the same spot yep. and then as the camera panned around and it went back Everyone around moved. it was all adults again I was like my god this and then it kept going yeah, and then it, just it was kept like happening. ghosts were appearing randomly and you know caskets were falling and dad was walking through other parts of the building and it was turning into the haunted house and it was like I was like my god who the fuck is directing this it was so good that I, I got out of the scene I, I was like I was just turning to Kale's like are you and she does even know what's going on no. because it's like a film like because i watch so much stuff and, it, and i'm seeing it, i'm going this is unfucking believable if there's that they're pulling this off that pulled me in i felt like i was there because the cut was so long it gets to a point where you feel like and you were almost third person with the dad at one point yeah and and you oh, it was almost like a game mm-hmm. because it was this endless fucking cut that just kept going and going and going and like you said so much shit was happening so often with like the long cuts they because they're trying to make it work there isn't so much you know intricacy with set stuff or with how many actors are involved yes, or there's or a lot going but on there here. were like nine fucking actors and shit tons of moving parts shit moving everywhere and 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 the big sprawling set and and it just kept going and going and going and all i could think of the whole time was when it finally did end and it was steve as a kid yeah Holden, I think it was, was it Nell or, or Nelly or whatever the, um, or it was Luke or something like that. At the end he was talking, it was Luke. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he was doing the, you know, don't worry, I'm going to be right here. I'm not going to let anything happen. I was in the back of my mind. I went, I, I went, I am fucking impressed that they put the last set of lines on this fucking shit on some like 13 year old actor. Yes. To not fuck, to not that fuck up. it up. And that was what else was impressive is throughout this entire thing. There was huge dialogue going on between everybody. Everybody was arguing, and it and, started to and sound nobody, organic. I bet you there's a lot of ad libbing in there. There had to have been because it started to sound like ad libbing in spots, especially it, the dad. It had to. It had to be. It's yeah. almost like he, he. It's almost like he either forgot lines or or. Maybe I the director went in and said, "This is the general idea of what's happening right now. Yeah, and these are the points in which the camera's going to be pointed on you. Yeah, and then just if you feel like you need to fill some shit, fill it." Godspeed. There's not like if, it just if, went with if it. they if that was fully if they the script, memorized if all they that, memorized all that lines bonkers. and did all that and the camera Holy angles the everything like, it was a lot of moving pieces. Anyway, that was impressive. It was the single most impressive scene I've seen in TV ever. I I, I can't think. I of, can't think of a better. one I can't than think that. of one. I can't think. And I've watched a lot of great shows. The closest one for me was the the long shot in first season of True Detective where Rust is um uh doing the middle of that oh, drug bust. Yeah, and he with ends the up house and the guy and yeah, he's dragging him good. through. That was that good. was the closest, and that wasn't as long as this one. There's no there. There wasn't is, as many moving parts. Oh, no, no, or anything. But even it that was, was impressive. impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was impressive. So that was my gold standard until now, and then I saw that, and I was sitting here going, oh. The fuck! It yeah, just dude. keeps going. I had to tweet it out. As soon I just, as I watched them, like this was the single greatest. I just kept scene. waiting. I just kept waiting for it to end, thinking there's no way they're still going to keep yeah. this going, and it just kept going and going and going. Good. So that was good. That if you were only going to watch one episode of that show with no context, 
You watch that one just from the technical standpoint of how good that fucking scene it's was. It's really, crazy. really good. So, so yeah, that, you know, so her, and, and once again, I'm nitpicking. I thought she was still great in the role, and I thought her character was the most interesting out of all of them. I love the whole touching of the hands, um, sort of this power that she had. I wish um, I had a better idea. I know we're supposed to assume that the touchy hand thing is from mom, mm-hmm. because mom's sensitive, mm-hmm. and we got that. That Nell, that Nelly uh, was sensitive in almost the exact same way her mother was, mm-hmm. um, and that the others could also kind of see what was going on. But for some reason, Theodora was like a fucking was like uh, fucking rogue from X Men, mm. and she had to wear these long gloves because if she touched anyone, shit happened. Yep. Uh, and and it just that struck me as a bit weird, uh, just because it wasn't explained in a way that was satisfying to me everything else was just we're sensitive to shit going on around us yeah but taking it up to another level and touching you and all of a sudden i know your dad just fucked you on this couch downstairs yeah like that's like yeah it's it's almost, another step well it was like it was almost like she had superpowers right exactly that, that, and nobody else had superpowers no, no exactly everybody else was haunted right? and nobody really acknowledged it they had that when they were in the funeral home and they started arguing about it and, and she was like nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that i'm fucking special type shit yeah because because nobody talked about it yeah it's like you know that your sister is you know went and got her fucking psychiatry degree and shit and she knows everything about fucking everyone and and you've never questioned this ever and and she has to wear gloves it's not because she's a fucking yeah. you know a hypochondriac or some shit she just yeah she's got no, these superpowers I, so, i'm yeah, with you i, I was, wish they explained it better it was a little weird um that that part but i but once again i don't really care because it was still awesome and and the way that they did it uh, the way they 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 used her character and the things she's done. Oh, in it there. was great. It oh, all it, was it all it all worked. You know, because that build up to her touching uh, oh, Nelly's body it was good. Was like you knew that was coming. Oh yeah, because it was too obvious. It was yeah. like, of course yeah. she's gonna do that shit. Yeah. And then when it happened, you're like, oh. I just and-, and I just love that after every episode, like the show, the show really really went crazy by episode six. Like yes, it yeah. all when they all got together and that, at the funeral home, that was when the show went from like. 90 to 110 and didn't let off the gas because every other episode after that we were it was like we were learning so much more every episode and it was making more and more sense and more sense and then we get to the end and then there's the room and then you know the the tree host didn't exist. The fucking the the, the each ca- room that every I single one of the, I, didn't, I, said, I called it. I looked at Gabs and I said before they got into the room I went wait a minute. I was like, when, and this dawned on me when Dad was trying to pry the, okay, the door yeah. open and nothing, and it wasn't happening. Yeah, and and um and but the thing that so it was that prying it open, and then when when the episode where Mom was going into the reading room and shit was only when we were learning about Mom's story because pretty much every episode kind of follows a character in the show. Yeah, so when we're on Mom's episode and she goes into the reading room and shit's only really happening when she's in the reading room. Yes. I went, I stopped, and I went. And and oh oh and then um 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 uh, fucking uh Theodora as, as a child mentions or one of the kids mentions mom's always in the reading room like, yeah. always going in the reading room and I thought I stopped and went I said wait wait a minute we've got a random and I stopped and went you know one of them was dancing in some room that we never see at any other fucking point in time nobody's ever anywhere near that fucking room yeah we've seen every other room 57 times yeah nobody's seen the dancing room yeah treehouse 
when they're outside, there is not a goddamn tree house. No, and the window and the window the and the tree house is the same. Yes. And when I first there was like that one scene where Luke was sitting on the ground and he was talking to to his sister or or, or whoever. Steve, Steve was in there. Steve was in there. He was yeah, talking yeah. to his brother, and there was those pictures on the wall, and then there was that window. Yeah, the window. Right? And it was like this. I was like, that's a weird, in my mind, I was like, that's window. a weird window for a treehouse. But then, you know, but there was so much on the walls and the, in the, in the paintings, the drawings and their dialogue that you didn't really focus on it. Like you, in the mind, you're like, that's weird, but you didn't really do it. But then when later on, when the father was like, none of that, none of it actually existed. That is the room for each. I was like, oh my Which was fucking, fucking God. fire. But you know what I oh, thought? Was good. So before that came out, my theory with the room was, is uh, I thought that the room was a portal right. that that the ghosts were were doing to to uh, to to get to each room of the house. So oh, I thought okay. that every time that that the the ghost would show up at, at this room or that room, I thought that they were coming out from that red room and then if they were to open it that it would be uh, the room of the person. So, so like, um, oh, so I, I thought, like, yeah, so you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. twins would sleep in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. thought if the if if the ghost w- wanted to go to that room, it, if the twins opened that door, then it would go to their room, and oh, the room would change right, every right, right, time right, right, depending right, right. on yeah, the. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought. Which I was half right, but yeah. it wasn't. That wasn't what the the room was actually just. A generic shit fucking generic uh, mold infested room, yeah. right? But but every every one of them were spending time in there and seeing it differently, and seeing it differently uh, on how the ghosts wanted or whatever the, they visualized. Which the crazy, crazy part for me is is you know in Luke's mind and Steve apparently when he went to the treehouse, the the thing is like what the fuck did they see to get to the treehouse? Well, it's one thing to be they in were the treehouse; they were seeing their room. Right, that's what I think is that they were seeing. They were going into. So but Steve didn't have a room. Steve just went to the treehouse where Luke already was, mm. and nobody was questioning the treehouse. That's true. But a treehouse just has to be outside. That's so true. So Steve apparently had to see some shit where he assumed that he was going outside to a treehouse, climbing up a fucking tree into said treehouse. To see Luke, because when he comes up into the treehouse, he's climbing into the fucking thing. Oh, that's right. Luke's was the game room. Steve's was the game room. Oh no, sorry. Steve's was the game room. Steve, yes, yeah, Luke was the, the treehouse. Yes, you're right. So I think what happened yeah. was is he, when he went in, he thought that they were in the game room, but they were actually in the treehouse. But but they were actually in the same. They were in the same room, but in their minds, they were in different places. But I don't think that's the case because Steve, Steve, when he's an adult, directly references the treehouse with Luke and his dad, and that's when his dad. But says he the writes. Treehouse. I think he writes about the treehouse. No, he says in the car on the way to the house, yeah, and weird. his dad said, "Then I don't know." Here's Maybe- a mind fuck. That treehouse doesn't exist. And Steve goes, "Excuse me." Yeah, so that's weird. So there you so go. That's fucking so weird. you got me there. Yeah, right? I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is the only time, or maybe there was another time where where one of the kids goes in, and the mother's like, you "Well, know, the kid. Well, the kid. Well, the mother. The mother was in the middle of of her like a hallucination, right?" Mm. Because she went into what she thought was the reading room. Yes. Right? And she's talking to the, the you know, the flapper girl, the 1920s, which was one of the psychotic, which I guess we're supposed to assume the, the, the pair, the girl and, the, and, the, and her husband, who were both insane, clinically yes. insane. Yes. We're, I guess we're supposed to assume that 
that their insanity tainted the house and did the thing. I guess that's the closest thing to an explanation we have as to why the house was the way that it was. Yeah. And the fact that she's still there, although we never really see too much, I don't think, of the other of her husband, but we see lots of her. Yeah. And so she's in the reading room and she shows up and does her little spiel with her and says, yeah, you know, come on, let's, you know, go check on on the on the twins or whatever or yeah. go, go check on the twins and she goes off on her fucking journey which the dad is watching you know part of happen i think at one point but she goes in and she's sitting there <clears> having this conversation with the twins which doesn't exist and then she gets snapped out of it and she's talking to steve and steve's like the fuck kind of drugs is mum on right now yeah and she just leaves the room but the, all of it all of it the show for for all the ways that you might be able to poke poke small little like plot holy things in it. I'm really interested in about how Steve and Luke how he in, I'd how have he, to I'd have to go and imagine how he imagined it because yeah. because his whole thing was he never believed really in the ghosts right he I he think knew like he, he knew did, but he was in but denial. he wanted, he was in denial he was in denial so he was trying yeah. his best to kind of to to zone it out I yeah. think mentally he blocked them out yeah, from yeah. being a, from a child. And so he wrote about the stories that the others told. Yeah. And even though I think he believed it, but subconscious or subconsciously believed, but he didn't want, I don't know, as he got older, he just kind of cut that. If you think about Steve's interaction with the house, right? So Steve saw a couple of like wonky things, but the big thing, the big, you know, plots, plot points for Steve as a kid were, um, were like vicariously through other shit until the night Mm. where his dad comes into the room mm. and says, we're going to run. Mm. And he says, close your eyes and don't open them until we're out of the house. I tell you, yes. and he opens his eyes and he sees, he doesn't know at the time. He, his sees, his, mom he sees his mom limping towards. Yes. But that's the closest thing to my recollection that he would have seen as a ghost. But it what? but, but it wasn't a ghost. No, I know. The mom, the mom is actually. No, I know, but he doesn't know that, right? Yes, yes. So he, so, but what I'm saying is that's the closest thing to what he would have approximated to a being a ghost yes. from being a kid, whereas everyone else in the house is talking about all these fucking yes. ghosts are seen. Yes. Nell's talking about bent neck lady and yes. smile lady and fucking, yes. uh, fucking top hat guy and yeah. all like there's this endless cast of characters that Steve's like, the fuck? Kind yeah. of shit are you guys on? You're all crazy yeah. like mommy. You need to stop talking so fucking crazy. Yeah. And all he's seen is the best he's seen was when his dad's pulling him out of the house. He doesn't know it's a ghost, but it's the closest thing other than the clock repairman. Well, as soon as his dad really as soon as his know, dad said there was no clock repair guy. Then he knows then he he's saw like, the ghost, oh fuck. Which you of know? course is is coincidentally five minutes before they roll up to the house to go inside exactly. and have some crazy shit happen. Exactly. So right. And then he was like, okay. Exactly. So, but I think I think subconsciously he always knew something was fucky was going on. Yeah. But he but he, he was blocking it out in whatever way mentally. Yeah. And so he was just writing the crazy from his family and mm. pointing fingers that everybody has a mental illness and everybody that the house is making them crazy and even making yeah. him crazy to a degree because he saw his sister in the, in the apartment room. Yeah. And he and he saw the crazy shit, but but he he was contributing it to you know trauma or him going him stress going crazy or stress whatever or whatever he was yeah, doing yeah. whatever he could to 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 block it out and and not everyone admit. else had already everybody was just accepted, accepted the fact, the fact that right? it was some shit. So that was you know that was crazy. So uh, that- here's another good one. Here's another good one for you. Um, in that last episode, uh, we see Steve and the dad go in. Mm. And they know that Luke is in there somewhere. And uh, 
they get up to the red door or whatever, and the dad makes his attempt to get in the door, and he can't do it. And then when Steve comes back around the corner, the door is open. Mm-hmm. And he just walks into the room because mm-hmm. he sees Luke on the floor. Yes. He sees nobody else in the room. That's right. And then the door closes behind. Yeah. And dad's there. Yeah. And then when Steve next wakes up, all of a sudden, the sisters, sisters. are also in the room. Yes. But the dad was outside. Yeah. Now, dad gets like quasi knocked out or some shit. He gets. Uh, but are we to assume that the sisters who come in afterwards manage to somehow not see dad knocked out unconscious in the hallway 10 feet from the door, mm-hmm. see the door open and walk into it simultaneously and then also get fucked up? Mm-hmm. But they all end up in the room. But dad. So, like, I'm trying to figure out what happened between the. Because I know Dad gets taken over by the mold shit, whatever. Yes. But the the daughters come in afterwards, and the door is closed, and Steve is in there with only Luke. Yes. And so something gets the two sisters into that room. Well, I think what got the sisters point. into the room was Luke and 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 Steve, right? Well, so I know when they saw looking, it, they're looking for them. Yes, but, but when they saw them, because they saw, I do believe, and I'd have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure that when they got up to the main floor, they saw St- the the two brothers. On the floor, right? There's, Did they? I'm pretty sure Steve was like hovered over Luke, and Luke was fucked up from the poison, and they ran in there like you know what the fuck, and then the door closed, and they're because they came in, they're like, what happened to you know what, what's going on with? Oh Luke? no, you know what? So what happened was it was like Steve, yeah, Steve got in because <clears throat> Steve he, went in he, first, but yeah, he had, but yeah, and then he got taken out, then he woke up, and Luke was still there. Yes, and then. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. the girls, Theodora girls and stuff came in. Yes, and then there was a quick. The you know, touched her on the forehead. And yes, was, you know, it was knocked out or whatever or, or some shit. I'm trying to piece it all together because that last episode mm. had so many. Jumps I gotta watch it again. All yeah. over the place. Yeah, but I like what they did with the dad. Right, so he made a deal. Yeah. Essentially, from what I'm getting from it, is he made a deal with the with with the house. So, yes. you know, he got he got covered in the black mold, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then he, like, kind of passes out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they're dealing with all the stuff inside, which is full of black mold. And, yeah. and there's a theory that the black mold is the thing that made everybody go crazy or whatever. But, right. But anyway, he ends up talking to his wife. Yeah. And his wife is, in my opinion... The house, right? So there is, there is. The, he's always been talking to his wife, right, or a version of his wife. I think that there's she been cleared up that that wasn't her. That wasn't her. Yeah, it was right? a coping mechanism. It, exactly, yeah. right. So he was, he was imagining all this. But the house is version of the wife. He, uh, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Get your take. Is the house made a deal with him that listen, I'll let your kids go. I'll let them go from this room mm. and they can go and live their life, but you're staying with me. You're you're gonna live in this house with me and our family and you're gonna join, you know, the 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 daughter and you're gonna you're gonna be with me and that's that's you're being trapped in here. Right. So what he did is he killed himself. Yeah. Right. He 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 took OD, those OD. He OD'd, he took all those pills yeah. and he killed himself. And that's the thing is everybody in that's ever went in the house has killed themselves. It was one jumping off and breaking breaking their neck, right? Or hanging themselves. Um, you know, Luke went in there and, you know, OD'd on drugs, even though it was put into him. I think ultimately he he took the drugs, right? He was he was self-destructing, he went in there, but it was poison. Um, and then uh on top of that, the the father kills himself and and now, but when they were leaving 
when Steve was leaving and he looked down, he saw his dad dead yeah, on, yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, none of them else, none, none of the other kids saw, and they were running out because yeah. they, they were in a rush. They were, they were beelining for something. And he knew at that point that the father uh, yeah. was was gone right that the house yeah, yeah. the house the house took him and then that was when they they beelined out and then you and then towards the end you see sort of the family and and he also has that conversation with the dad where where the dad is like you know I'm sorry son yeah, this he is any kind of there, yeah. yeah and he kind of says the reason why the, this is how it's going to be and and it's it you know and then goes back and then the goes room. back into the room yeah. with with the house or with the ghosts or whatever you want to yeah. call them the black mold whatever it is um, that's when he went in. So I don't know. I think I think if you ask four or five different people, they may have four or five different theories on what it is. I just personally think that the black mold was was the house was the it's, house is is, is got, entity got, or 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 spirit or yeah. whatever or whatever. The, the, I got mixed signals by it. Yeah, this is what I so this is what I saw with the black mold thing and whatever. They they really played up the mold part. But it got confusing for me because they had a couple of like they had a couple of, of foreshadowing moments. They had Steve at one point talking about, um, you know, uh, can a house be when he's reading like the oh can a, you know can a house be, you know, born evil mm. basically? Uh, just like there are places in the world that might be you know built and they're holy. Is it can a can a, a place be built and be inherently evil by itself, or is it a product of of its environment kind of deal? Um, and so we had that kind of thing, which was the, uh, you know, I guess the mold would be that, that closest, re- you know, re- reference point. But then we had, um, uh, besides that, we had the 1920s flapper girl and her husband who we discovered were the original owners yes. of the house. And they were both clinically fucking insane. Absolutely batshit crazy. Killing people galore. Yeah. Um, and still active in the house, mm-hmm. and so that was obviously they were they were crazy before they had the house. Yes, yeah. So I wasn't sure if the house had that after they were in it, and the mold was a byproduct of the crazy uh, girl and and guy coming in and doing the shit that they did, and then the house took it on. Yeah. Or if, or if it was a combination of the house already being you know built and being crazy, and then the crazy folks also move in. Uh, because it, uh, the, we've, we discovered obviously that whether or not they were sensitive, if people stayed in the house for very long, they were kind of affected by it. So the mold is, is the supposed yeah. catalyst for that. Yeah. But I believe that the mold is an actual physical mold. Like, no, no. I believe represe- that the mold a is a representation of, of, yes. of, of the house is spirit and, or and evil. And they went through the dad trying yeah. to get rid of the mold in the conventional ways, and it didn't go, which is which was your signal that yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like the way real it, like no, mold that's making them mold. that's making them crazy. I just exactly. think that the mold was like a, a metaphor for uh, for for the spirits as as it, it was spreading. You couldn't get away from it. It's like it's it's the longer that you're in, like if you're in mold, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get affected, and you're yeah. gonna be. You know, you you don't want to be in mold because only bad is going to happen. But there's so something I, there's something about the fucking house too because when when the you know they have all these ghosts and shit, and then the the caretaker's daughter at the end drinks the the rat poison, yes, and dies, yeah, uh, and is instantaneously just shows up outside in the hall, yeah, thirty seconds later, yeah, and their mom and dad comes and the mom and dad see them, yeah, see the kid. Uh, and then they make the the deal, the deal with the dad at the time to to keep the house up, just make sure nobody else comes in here. 
we'll take care of the property, but we want to be able to keep seeing our daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that culminates at the end with the, the, uh, the, the man bringing the dying wife, yes. caretaker wife, to the house yes. so that she dies in the house so that, he could, so that she could be with the daughter and yes. she's even holding the stillborn baby in her arms that's at the right. end as well. Yep. Um, so there's something about the house that's keeping people locked there well, as well. Well, I think what it is is well, the house is haunted, right? Yeah. It's a haunted house yeah. and there's some fucky shit going on. Yeah. But I personally think that before because he was going to destroy that house yes, when yeah, when when yeah. the daughter when the daughter got killed and shit was getting he was ready to fucking just destroy the house and i think it was the house's hail mary yeah. the evil that they knew that the that the house knew that once the parents came that if if the house presented this illusion of the daughter yeah. a daughter that never spoke yeah. never said anything right it was just like it was just this generic daughter um that they would be able to do the convincing to the owner to not destroy, to not burn the house down, to okay. not get rid of the house. Okay. So I believe that the house was 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 manipulating a weak mind for the desire yeah. to spend time with the with with yeah. with the with the daughter again. And that person did the arguing because the dad had already had enough. He was like, "I'm fucking done." The house is done. It's going down. And the and the caretaker who he already built a relationship with, he begged, please, you know, uh, I'll I'll take care of the place. You know, just just don't destroy it. I need my daughter, please. And he understood, you know, that there was a stillborn, and he's gone through all this shit and pulled on the heartstrings. And then the house manipulated the 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 father of the daughter that died so that he could manipulate and use his love. For for his child yeah, yeah. to for them not to destroy the I, house and ultimately that's what kept the house up and running and I think that's that's why they it knows it's 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 working yeah I, on I the get people. there well the, the house has to be has some sort of of intelligence or sentience because um it seemed to at the end it was presenting hallucinations yes. of loved ones to people yeah that that weren't like even like the mother for example but that wasn't the mother we saw the real mother exactly at the end exactly and we also got uh, alluded to that when um when the before we know any of this shit and and the the dad gets the kids out of the house and he takes them to the motel Mm -hmm. and they get inside and and luke starts talking about the tea party where it was with mom and abigail Mm -hmm. and and um uh, Nelly or wh- whoever it was, I think it was Nelly, turns to him and says, "You know that wasn't mom, mm-hmm. but it looked like mom." Yeah. So that that in conjunction with, for example, the version of mom that Luke saw when he walked into the house mm-hmm. after he tried to light it on fire at the mm-hmm. end, mm-hmm. um, all of those different versions of the mom that weren't really the mom. No. I mean, we see the real mom, yes, the real dead later mom, on, later on at the very end of the show, pretty much. Yes. Um, and there's even the kind of a, a the curveball is when you're trying to figure out is dad really talking to yes. dead mom or is that a, just and he a even projection? said he even said um, to his son yeah. he was like because his son uh, to Steve even thought that he like killed his mother or he knew what you know something fucky was going on and when he when he turned around and he saw the mom he even said that's not your mother 
Yes, you know yes. that's not your mother. That's not your mother, and, yeah. it, and it wasn't. That was the but, house. But at the time, you're also thinking because it, you're assuming that maybe she's just a little, she's a little crazy. Yeah. Well, that, that the dad is that, just that is just saying, just listen, saying, that's, that's not, not your that's mom. not your mom. That's a yeah. crazy version of your mom. Yeah, exactly. She's not herself. So, so there's all kinds of all and what's great. What makes the show so great? Yeah, is we're doing exactly what. The show wants you to do to discuss it, to talk about it, to, to theorize figure out and figure out what's because going it's on there. so well thought out. And honestly, I I don't even think it's meant to be one way. It's yeah. it's it's the viewer's interpretation on what they feel like is 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 the real haunting. Is it the black mold? Is it haunted? Was there two versions? Was it the house manipulating people? Well, you know, and the house has some shit because either either Luke was hallucinating, but he wasn't because when Luke goes in and he dumps gasoline everywhere and he tries to light on fire and mm. nothing happens. Yes, nothing. And then you then your first assumption is is Luke now is this the point where he tries to light stuff on fire? I had two thoughts. One, because of where the the mom in quotation marks was standing in the staircase, mm-hmm. I thought that she was trying to entice him to kill himself by by showing him that the fire didn't start, mm-hmm. but the fire had actually started. Yes. And that she was trying to get him to walk to her on the staircase, thus walking through a fucking sea of fire and oh, killing I think, himself. I didn't think that, yeah. I thought that's how it was going to go down. Mm. Um, but it didn't go down that way. And then when, when Steve and Dad show up, they smell the gasoline. So the house literally stopped the fucking gasoline yes, fire yes. as well. Yes. So there's definitely lots of little pieces that make you believe that not only does the house have some intelligence, but it has some power beyond just holding spirits there yep. uh afterwards yep and uh uh and it, and it adds more to the to the you know just the air of the house when you watch it a second time you're gonna be looking for more stuff which again we talked about earlier you didn't see a lot of these hidden ghost no, faces there was and so shit. much i saw somewhere around seven to nine of them when i watched the show through the first time i didn't time. see that many i didn't see that many did Maybe. you at least see the one in the ladder going down into the into the cellar yes because that was a super obvious yes one. and it was sitting up there kind of looking up, looking up and, that and was i was a, that was creepy yeah because um, you knew she was going to climb the fucking ladder oh, and you were absolutely. like you were like no oh, don't, don't do, do that, that shit. don't do that <laughs> yeah there there is a few there is definitely a few that i saw in the hallways of just standing there just fucking creepy um, and that's what's so great about it. And there, and uh, Kayla uh, made a post, and there's a there's a, a site that you can go to where you can see a lot of the uh, ghost encounters. Yeah, you can see all of the ones that they've people have seen. Yeah, and, like seen in the backgrounds and stuff. It's crazy. But like I said before, and if you've watched the show and you didn't see this either, I, I'm I'm gonna pump my own tires here, blown smoke up my own ass on this one. Okay. All right. I haven't seen anyone talk about it. It's the statues we talked about upstairs earlier when we were eating dinner. Yeah. So. There is a scene, and I believe, if I'm remembering it correctly, it's when it's when the dad is following the mom around the house yeah. when she's off on her weird showing up in one place and showing up in another place, uh, or something along those lines. And, and Steve, or or it's one where Steve and Dad are together. I can't remember which scene it is because they walk past these statues a few times throughout the show, but it's on the second floor, and there are two statues that are just before the foyer in the second floor, and one's like holding a cup or something, and the other one's doing some other shit. And on one of the scenes where they're walking through, and there's particularly a lot of stuff happening at the time, mm. they walk by, and they're in the normal position. Then the camera hits from the uh, uh, the other time they come back. The statues 
turn their heads and bodies a bit looking where they just walked. Mm. And then when they come back the second time, the statues are back to normal again. And when I saw that, and I thought I saw it, I was like, uh, I wasn't sure if I saw it or not. <laughs> I paused, I rewound, I rewound and, and watched sure it, enough, and I went, fucking A, and there's the so, statues move. There's so many of those scenes in this show yes. where they did these little tiny things that only select people are going to pick up on because yeah. your your eyes are not focused in on, that specific, on spot. that specific yeah. spot. And what I love about it so much is it makes it that much creepier and that much real because think about it. If you're in your own home and yeah. you're walking down the hall to you're your not bed, taking everything you're not in. taking everything in. So no. there might be a spirit behind you yeah. just standing there staring just at chilling. you, but you have no fucking no clue. clue. Just like in the show, yeah. these characters had no clue that they thought that that when they showed up, they could see it and it was this big ordeal, but there were so many more times that yeah. they were just everywhere all the time. Yeah. And, and they were hitting the most mundane the shit. The most mundane shit ever. It could be in the middle of the day yeah. and there's something there. Yeah. And it, that's how haunted the place was. And it makes it that much creepier because... Not only you as a viewer don't really notice it, but the characters don't notice it either. So you're you're like in the same position they are in, and it isn't until you're really looking yeah. that you see. Some of them are more obvious than others, but there are tons oh, where you're just like, what the fuck? People are going to be digging that shit up for a while, I feel yeah. like. There's yeah. going to be people it's, finding It's so stuff. geniusly done. It is. It's, and it's really, tastefully really, done. Yeah, it's, it's tastefully not this, done. Like, it's not this, oh, look, din-din! And it's yeah. like, oh! It's these creepy fucking things where they're having there's this intimate conversation and you and the and the ghost is fucking still as fuck for like three minutes. Yeah, just and, chilling. And they're just chilling, staring staring at you, look at this dead face, and then and and nothing else is going on. The ghost doesn't care, it's just staring at you. Here's a theory that I have, and I don't know if I'll be able to watch the show enough to figure this shit out. But you know at the end, Steve's walking out of the house and like every ghost is behind them mm-hmm. in the in the main foyer that, on the main that's floor. At the end. That's at the end. Yeah. Right? My theory is if you look carefully enough throughout the show, you will have seen every one of those ghosts at the end at least once. Probably. You just have to go and find them. Probably. That's what I'm thinking. Probably. So if because uh, when I looked through all the faces, I was seeing some that kind of look familiar. You we see the obvious ones like the the clock uh repairman and and uh the 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 top hat dude and whatnot. You know what? Oh, here's another little fucking... De- this is a detail-oriented show. This one really... Fu- it was such a silly little thing, but it impressed me a great deal. When the dad's downstairs dealing with the mold on the wall, and he finally decides that he's going to uh, break, the break wall? through the wall, yeah. the, the, the brick, yeah. okay? I'm looking at it while he's breaking through it, and, and the, I said the first thing out loud I said is I'm waiting for some mortar to fall on the ground before he even hits it, because mm. you're hearing the scraping on the back side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm waiting for some mortar to fall out by itself. And then I, when I said that, I stopped and looked at it, and I said, you know what? That is some sloppy-ass fucking mortar, like yeah. some really sloppy fucking mortar. Every joint was out. It's like nobody went by and scraped it off at the end like you do with mortar. You know, you set the yeah. brick, you scrape the mortar off. Yeah. It wasn't there. You just set the brick. But what you fucking find out is the dude bricked himself in from the other, other side, side yes. so that wouldn't have been dressed off. Yes. Somebody fucking thought of that shit when they did. They didn't just put a generic-ass brick wall. Yes. They put one with the mortar that was squeezed out the fucking other side because the dude yes. bricked himself in from the opposite side. Yes. That was the most impressive piece of, of, of detail for me mm-hmm. in the entire show fucking crazy somebody thought of that it's shit ge- it's genius dude it's genius it's genius 
Um, all right. So before we move on, because we got to move yes, on. Yes, of course. Um, do you want to see uh, season two of this show? No. Or do you think it should just stop right That's there? That's it. Me too. That's it. That me You've too. You've hit it. You fucking smashed it out yeah. of the park. Yeah. I, I don't want to see spinoffs. No. I don't want to see anything. No. I want anything that exists out of this show to be people theorizing about this shit and trying to figure it out and pick it apart like a puzzle and watch it a thousand times. They even encapsulated it. Yeah. They hit every fucking actor on the head. Child actors smashed it. Yeah. Adult actors smashed it other than the pick nitpicky Oops, Theodora didn't cry right in yeah. one of the field scenes. No, I'm with you. Like that's like I'm, the I'm closest thing. I'm with you. Everything was so good. I'm with you. It was yeah. perfect. Just writers go and make another show. Go and perfect. go and make that, another story. I want to see the go director make another, and the writers go go make another story. Go, go make some go make another series. I'll yes. go watch it. Absolutely. Stay the hell away from from this property. Absolutely. Let it let it just bath in its glory. Yes. Um. It's one of Netflix's most uh, successful TV shows of all time. Um. It's out. Oh, yeah. It's it's outperforming almost everything. It's it's a mega hit. Dude, it's huge. Um, which is scary because it tells me that they might get greedy and, and they, might, they might go in again. But who knows? Anyway, let's do a quick uh, tech let's support. Do, yeah, that's right. We got some quick tech support. We, we, late. we got a little ham with that. Oh, I just realized that I didn't bring it after the computer My laptop started. died too, so. Right. Give me a hot second here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you guys are interested, uh, we do have a Patreon. Um, you can head on over patreon.com slash leg TV. It's a new... Uh, a new page. There's some new uh, perks and things that are going on. And I would say next week we'll start recording some extra content. Um, all the StarCraft games from the World Vision stuff will be done by next Thursday. And uh, we'll uh, we'll start gathering some StarCraft stuff. Maybe get a little retro verses in and uh, do what we can. So we're ready to... Uh, Start the next chapter of Technical Alpha. We are done. We are done, done, done for all those that didn't want to get spoiled. Sorry, it's just a great show, and uh, everybody should go watch it. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. Even if you're not into horror, I think you're going to like it. It's really, really well done. We're almost done here, guys. Sorry. It's just the two-factor for Patreon is literally the archaic freaking send an email and verify that way and... It's a little, it's a little wonky, a little but cray cray. But we got it. Here we go. All right, let's get to this main page, and we scroll down, and eventually, it's a uh, good, sh- it's a good show, Miyagi. You should go watch it. Everyone should be watching. You and the that lady, show. lady Miyagi, will enjoy it a great deal. Everyone should be watching that show. All right, here we go. We got her loaded up here. <clears throat> so. <laughs> hey Jeff, this comes in from Duke. All right. Global warming, a sad reality or a hoax perpetuated by the Chinese? A sad reality. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh Let's see. Mm. <clears throat> what do you got, Adam? Is it that? Well, I'm trying. Well, I'm just reading. I mean, some of these questions are paragraphs, so it's kind of oh, hard okay. to just like blast through them. All right. Um. Oh, this is well. This is a quick one I can answer because it's it's one of the rare ones directly pointed at only one of us, and it's for me. This comes in from uh, Ali. 
who uh, $95 lifetime supporter. Thank you. Thank you. Other than your book, does Adam have a hobby, kind of like Jeff's collecting of video games? Not terribly. Like my, my any kind of spare time shit that I have, I just go out and I get hooked on learning about really random topics, like just about anything. And I'll get locked in on something for a while, and I'll go. Or you open up some Pokemon packs. Do, or, yeah, <laughs> once, in a, once in a blue moon, you'll get that itch. And you'll, you'll get just... that itch, and just go open up five billion dollars worth of Pokemon cards. No, I don't really have like a, any hobbyist stuff. I don't like to collect too much because. I can't stand clutter. It drives me nuts. Um, so it's not that. My my hobbyist stuff I, is so much of my hobbyist stuff is tied into my work now that I don't really have well, a that's lot not of good. shit outside of it. That's not good. Right? Like, I'm, I love messing around with my tech, like my audio gear and my video gear. Like, I love working away at that and learning more about it. He and collects stuff like that, capture that's, cards. That's it. For a period of time, yes. I, I had a fine collection of leather bound. Uh, capture cards smell the fine mahogany but mm. uh, but no nothing nothing too crazy at, uh, at the moment uh, pretty much everything hobbyist I have is part of my my current job but uh, yeah let's see here oh this comes in from Toe to Steel who is uh, one of our uh, longest Gods. supporters and, and, and general god uh, given the $1,900 of lifetime support Woo! let's go Recently, lotteries in the U.S. had gotten to some staggeringly huge jackpots. The biggest one was that $1.6 billion. It's a lot. Did that get win, uh, won by anyone? Uh, I'm not sure, because I think they did pulled the numbers for it. Like, I thought they pulled the numbers for it this week, <clears throat> but maybe not. While the other one was a mere half a billion. If you had won one of these lotteries or a jackpot of similar size, what would be the first thing you would do with that money? Someone in South Carolina won it. Oh. Well, f- one dude. They just they just bought one dude. Took one it. No way. Dude. One fucking dude. All right. Well, forty percent of that's gone to American Who gives taxes. Gives a fuck. Uh, there so is so. Got, so you only have like one point one million a billion dollars now. So what a shame. Uh, that's unfortunate. That is absolute insanity. So he just bought his his city. I wouldn't even honestly. That is so much money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't to even want to. I wouldn't even want to win it. it. I mean, the amount of there's a lot of headaches that come with going from zero to that much money it, it, overnight. It's one thing to win like you know five million. Yeah, you know because I think even a regular person can go. You know what? You can burn through five million pretty quick. Um, even though five million is a lot of fucking money, you could you could burn through five million pretty quick. You win one point six billion, and even if you get like you know eight hundred million at the end of it. That yeah. is so like, much. What are you going to do with that? That's insanity money. Well, I mean, because you only can take it so far, right? You, you, maybe you buy yourself a house, and maybe you take it the extra mile and you buy yourself a summer house somewhere, uh, and then you put a, you put you put a certain amount of money away so that you never have to worry about repairs. <clears throat> Uh, or anything on those two properties ever again. Yes. And then you put uh, a certain amount of money away for your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren's education. Okay. Done. All right? Um, and then you <coughs> give some to charity because you literally can't come up with any more money to spend. No. Uh, and then you just have a bunch of money sitting around. Yes. You travel, probably. Yes. Uh, you do whatever you want for a job because it's no longer about the money. It's about it's about keeping yourself busy and doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. And then you just live off of the interest for the rest of your life. You don't even need to live off the interest. You just you just live. I mean, <laughs> there is a, there is not even there's there's, there's nothing a, pretty much that you do. You, you when you have want. when you have seven hundred million dollars, even getting 
one percent a year in interest. Yeah, that is so much money. Yeah, that it's 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 insanity. So you know, it's I mean, congratulations to whoever, um, to whoever did this. Um, God's what was the question anyway? The question is, what would you? Yeah, I guess it's like I think the question was like, what, what would, would you, you do? Even do with that, or what was the what would the first thing that you would do? Um, the first thing that I would do is I would travel. Um, mm. before I spent really any of it, I would I would take my my immediate family. My I'd probably just take me and the wife first, and then I would just go away from the noise and everything with in a level head, and be away for at least two three weeks and just talk, um, talk about everything. Just try and figure out. Because it's it's so life changing that it it's gonna it's going to change potentially thousands of people's lives, uh, most certainly your lives. It's one of those things that you can't you can't even discuss with ultra high emotions. You almost have to kind of go to a place where you're you're mellowed the fuck out, and you got to try and process all of this because it's so much money. I, I don't even know. That, that's what I do. I'd go away for a while until my head was right again, until I felt normal. Because you win that kind of you win that kind of money, and and you just change immediately. I don't care what anybody. I don't care what anybody says. Your whole outlook on life completely changes, for better or worse. For better or worse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for some people it could be a, a blessing, and it could be like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, you can it, change the world. When it comes to needs, but- you have all that money. All your needs are taken care of. That re- that revolves around money. So yeah. now you're looking at self actualization. If you could, do a, you know, ascribe to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs shit. So you've covered everything in the pyramid up to the very top, which is self actualization, and all that means is. <laughs> Now you got to find out what gives you purpose in life yeah. and go do that thing. Yeah. Because for everyone else, they're all they're, they're all working they're all to get to in, this. They're fighting in this bottom 95% of this uh, of this thing because money is a problem and there's so much that comes along with trying to get there. Yeah. You've you've just now skipped everything. You've gone straight to self-actualization and so uh, now you get to figure out whatever the hell that is. Yep. And you can do that at your own leisurely pace. Yep. Because you can afford to do it. Yep. And that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it would probably be it would probably be just, you know, travel. Fuck it. Travel. Own a couple of places in different places that you know you might want to live for periods of the of, of the year and make sure that all of your family literally doesn't have any debt. And make sure all of my family literally doesn't have to Work and work a day in the life if they don't want to. If they don't want to, because yeah. it's so much money. I mean, even giving if you gave every immediate person in your family like five million dollars, it's not even doing. It's not even putting a dent into what you have. Not even a dent. No. It's it, it's 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 like if it's like if you were to go to go get sushi uh, three days a week right now. It's not going to murder you. No. You're going to be able to afford it. It's the same thing of giving away $5 million to your immediate family. Yeah. I'm not talking about like your cousin's cousins, but I'm... Your immediate your family. Your immediate family. $5 million a pop. Easy. Does nothing. It's like a... a drop in a the bucket. A drop in the bucket. Yeah. And that kind of money changes their whole world. Yeah. And then you're still sitting on hundreds and hundreds of a millions. Millions. Yeah, what do you do with that? It's shit? almost like I w- almost wouldn't want it. I almost wouldn't. It, it's like it almost. It's like a. 
it's a like, lot of responsibility it's that like comes playing with having Starcraft. That much money. It's like playing Starcraft back in the day and and using the cheat code show me the money. Yeah. It just takes away the fun of everything. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's it's like life is complete, you know? What are you doing at that point? What are you doing? Or what are you yeah, what are you Like really at that point you just need to go out there and like change the world if you can, like try and find like that purpose because money is like it's not even an object anymore. That's crazy. Anyway. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. Congratulations to the guy that won $1.6 billion. Shout outs. Hook me up. I could use some of that money. If you could unkill one Game of Thrones character, who would it be? I'm unkilling the Viper. Because I think he went oh, out he was in cool. the worst way ever. Yeah, he was cool. Um, Oh, man. If I had to unkill one character... You don't want to unkill Ned because because it's Sean Bean and he'll just die in the next five minutes. Yeah, anyway. I was gonna say Ned, but man, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Littlefinger. Okay. He stirred some shit up. He's I liked I I think he was a good. Char- I loved his character. Yeah, yeah, and I and yeah. I and he just. He was a snake, and it just it, he made he was like this poison to every scene he was in, and it it, it was so he did a good he, had, he did well, such a great job. The actor has such a smug face yeah. to begin with yeah. that it just added to it yeah. by itself. I, I'd go I'd go with Littlefinger yeah, because yeah. I mean I'm 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 happy he died because I mean he deserved it, but ultimately it would be it wouldn't be a bad thing to still have him snaking around and just you know yeah, exactly. fighting the war in his words and just, and manipulation and not through brute force yeah you know exactly. I, I just i like that i like that character a lot it was i was happy when i saw him go because it was cool but at the same time I'm like damn i'm no more little finger yeah exactly no i, I get you uh and the last one coming in from will here what do you get on your pizza you know as of late my go-to has been donair pizza oh um, i haven't done a donair pizza in a hot minute i really really like donair pizza um before that my go-to is barbecue chicken Mmm. I, and I mean, I'll eat anything. I'll eat. I'll, I'll eat. You know, meat lovers for mm-hmm. sure. I love me some meat lovers, but I I feel like I never order pizza. Like yeah. I would say, I order pizza once every three months, and when I do order it, I don't want just pepperoni and cheese. Yeah. I need I need it to be an experience, right? I need it to be like, you know, I need to go all out. It's like one of those things. If, you, yeah, yeah. if you're gonna go to an all you can eat buffet once every you, God you, knows how long. You do it. You, you, go you starve yourself for for you know forty eight hours beforehand. You go in there and you crush it. It's like yeah. that with pizza. I need a lot. I don't want this plain ass shit ass pizza. Don't air barbecue chicken. Uh, I used to eat a lot of bar- uh, of um, don't air pizza because Costco. I don't know if they still do it, but Costco used to sell. Yeah, like the frozen ones. Some fire don't air pizzas. Yeah, are you talking about the frozen ones yeah. you put in the oven? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> They were really fucking, and they yeah, were dude, even the sauce was good. Yeah, they came Every, with like a package. Good, yeah. it was Costco, so everything's good. Yeah, and and uh, even mom and dad were like, "This shit is so good, we even want to have some." So they were getting it quite frequently. Yeah, that's cool. I was, eating, I, I got it in on that. Um, I've never been a fan of barbecue chicken though. I can't do it. It barbecue sauce in a pizza weirds me out. Really, it makes me feel real weird. Oh, I like I, it. It just, I uh, like it. It just weirds me out. It's too strong, too. And I like, like and my chicken on it, I always ask for it to be a little bit more crispy. 
So like I oh, don't right. I don't like um if you go to Subway and you get like a chicken chicken's uh, uh sub and sometimes it's not like cooked enough it's like it's like a little rubbery almost that's, that's because it's rubbery because it's like forty five percent soy that that too it's not Which, real like chicken it's not actual chicken uh, but I like it a little bit crispy I almost like it if you were to have like a chicken shawarma or if you go to a Greek place you want it shredded and shredded. Then crisped up in the oven yes. With if some, you're doing it on pizza, that's oh, the way to do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, now I want some barbecue chicken pizza, man. Um, mine. I'm a little bit more pedestrian. Uh, my go-to, almost without fail, every single time, is pepperoni, green pepper, mushroom, and bacon. That is my go-to combo. every time. It's a good combo. Almost exclusively. Uh, very rarely do I go outside of that. Sometimes I will order donair sauce to go with it, dip it in because um, donair sauce is crack. <laughs> dude i want pizza so bad right now wow it's uh so yeah i'll take that that's my that's my go-to i i will also i mean i'll it's pizza so like you i will eat damn near any pizza you put in front of me yeah there's real i'm not really gonna sit here and say i'm gonna discriminate against some pizza no but if i'm ordering it personally yeah that is my preference. go-to combination. Yeah. So when the boys come over for UFC, I always get that's that's my thing. I always order the pizzas, and I normally get uh, two large donair pizzas, uh, one barbecue chicken pizza large, mm. uh, two one or two meat lovers large, mm. and then a pepperoni and cheese because there's always like you, one you always one guy. There's always one a, guy that just wants fucking pepperoni and cheese. Right. Some, sometimes you get the one guy just wants cheese. Yeah. Just cheese pizza. Well, you remember remember T Diz? He used to get his pizza and then scrape off the uh, the 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 cheese Everything. and and there and then take paper towel and dab it on like the, the pizza sauce. because there's too much sauce on it. You just like eat the bread with very little sauce, with almost nothing on it. It's like, man, at what point? Why are you even ordering yeah. pizza? And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I always eat a full pizza by myself. I'm like, well, no wonder <laughs> it's you're, you're eating, eating you're dough, eating some dough with some sauce. Yeah, I can do that too. <laughs> There's absolutely no <laughs> toppings on your pizza. There's no cheese. There's no salami. There's, there's no meat. You're just eating like you're just eating like three sixteenths oh, of some bread. Fuck. But anyway, everybody likes their pizza, dude. I might legitimately. You might get. A pizza. I might legitimately because because we didn't barely ate anything for dinner. True. At this point, I had True. some soup. Kayla made some soup. Well, she or made some stew. stew. That was more soupy. No, it was soup. She made. She tried to make stew. You know, the recipe her. was not good. She put it, it, in, a bad she put it in a slow cooker, and the potatoes were, were, I guess cooked would be a. Um, they were on the scale of cooked to not cooked on a on like a hundred percent. Mm. The potatoes were only about fifty percent of the way there. Yeah, they so, were like fifty percent cooked. Yeah, even the carrots and the stew, there it was soup. And that was um, after like five or six hours in a slow cooker. So that that shit is. It was. It was. It was unfortunate. So anyway, the dinner was unfortunate. Um, but you know, it was yeah, great. It was a great enough. effort. Hey, the, the broth was good and the onions that were, was in it was delicious. Yes. And the meat wasn't bad. No, it's actually was not. Good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I'm still hungry and I could definitely, unfortunately, you know, pizza shops, uh, on a Thursday are likely not going to make, you know, at 10 o'clock at night. Unless you're getting um, that Spryfield Jesse's cause they're mm, open till one. Oh, that's so good too. And, uh, and oh. it pisses off the drivers. So I asked him one night cause I ordered it like. 1230 or some shit i felt bad right you're that guy i was that guy but i just ordered a burger it was like a really simple order it was like a burger and fries or some shit like that so it's like a whatever like a five minute make for them it wasn't like a big pizza yeah or some but shit. that driver's salt uh, the driver's well i always tip well he doesn't really care when i, come, I tip driver five dollars every time yeah, he comes to the door well, you should so that even though he's only driving 
45 seconds to my house yeah just because you know he's going out of his way so um but i asked him i was like i was like dude this is crazy late i'm so happy i'm about to eat i'm gonna fucking crush this shit right now yeah but how fucking late are you guys really making food and he goes he goes as much as it drives me fucking crazy I can't remember who said it was, it was there, but he's like, he will take orders until 1259 mm. and will, and so you're there. So technically it's one, but we're delivering until like one thirty or yeah. some shit because yeah. he's taking orders up until, you know what though? That time. That's an entrepreneur right there. That's, That's a fucking entrepreneur. I respect that shit. That is saying, you know what? We're open to one. Yes. We're not one of these cucking places. No. That is like, you know what? We're, we're, cu- we're cutting it off. 10 That's, o'clock. Time That's to like close the sushi up. place I go to. If I, I mean, they're good to me yeah. because I, I keep the lights on, Yeah. but you know, there was a time when, when I wasn't keeping their lights on, when I was relatively new that they, they, at lunchtime, it closed at two 30. And I, if I showed up at quarter after two, they were like, we're, we're done. Right. And I'd be like, bitch, you close at two 30 and I eat faster than anybody well, on the planet. Well, th- isn't that because, right? isn't that because they, they close to eat lunch themselves and then they open for dinner service yes, at like they five, do, five or but something? Theoretically, they, they take last orders at yes, 2.30, but, but if the restaurant is like dead and there's like nobody in there, they, they don't care. They, they, don't, they, they don't care. They don't want your business because they, they'd rather just have their lunch and prep yeah, for exactly, the next, prep for you know, but jesse's by by the sounds of it he don't give a fuck he's Not like you know what single make fuck. that man his boast burger exactly and deliver it to deliver him it now right now bitch. it's hot or i'm gonna get another delivery guy <laughs> that appreciates his job he's rock star and all of his employees absolutely You're working harder and longer Crunch time Crunch all time, the time so go. yeah that was yeah that's 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 how it rolls over there so you can get you can make it happen but mm. yeah some places for sure closing up real early uh, but if, I mean, if you're downtown, I mean, what pizza corners? Oh, you'll be like up four? like four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really, I'm matter. not downtown. So no, exactly. We're, 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 we're in nowhere. the middle of bum fuck nowhere, but fuck nowhere right now, unfortunately. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this technical alpha podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, whether it was the, uh, the brief, uh, and mildly, uh, exciting to some people, video game news, the spoiler cast for the uh, haunting of uh, Hill House, which if you have not watched, go do it. You haven't lived in the year 2018 unless you've watched it because it is the it is 2018 show. It has taken over everything else. That is the show. Yep, that's it. Yep, and 2019 has a steep hill to climb. No pun intended. Well, to Game take of over Game of Thrones is coming. True. Game of, game of, game of, game of, game. But I mean, you compare like a Netflix horror series to Game of Thrones, the fact that we could even put those two in the same sentence well, the is Witcher's, an awful The lot. Witcher's coming too. Well, that's in 2020, but yeah. The Witcher, you know, it's Netflix coming. is stepping her game up. But 2018 is the, the year of uh, Haunting of Hill House. All right, so boys. go and watch that. Until we see you guys next time, have a good one and peace. Peace.